What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to the biggest pay-per-view point of the year, the most stupendous pay-per-view point of the year. You know, not many people really know what that word is. You never really hear it. Some people have to look it up. I gotta look it up. <laughs> we are talking about WWE's showcase of the Immortals. WrestleMania 38 is happening this weekend. We are at full swing for WrestleMania week already, but it at Raw happened last night, so we are going to WrestleMania Raw, keep Tony. things. Uh, I hate that so much. WrestleMania Raw, WrestleMania SmackDown, WrestleMania Saturday, WrestleMania Sunday afternoon, WrestleMania, WrestleMania Tuesday Day morning. <laughs> yeah, it's all just, you know, slap the WrestleMania name on it. So this is the WrestleMania Smartout Moment Smack Talk podcast coming to you from WrestleMania Smartout Moment.com. I am WrestleMania Tony Mango, as always. <laughs> Joining me as always as well, we've got WrestleMania Robert E. Felice. Oh, I'm feeling so stupendous today. <laughs> and WrestleMania Callum Wiggins. <laughs> Woo, Supercard of Honor, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> this is a busy, busy, busy week with so much stuff to, to get into. And, you know, I mean, a lot of it's just going to fall by the wayside, but we're going to make sure that we're going to set you guys up with a full preview as much as we possibly can of at least WrestleMania itself. We're also going to sprinkle some other things in there and uh, talk a little bit about some WrestleMania SmackDown content that's coming our way. And I don't know, maybe if we get into the discussion about some Hall of Fame stuff or something, we're still trying to figure out exactly what we're going to do as far as potentially maybe like a Hall of Fame live stream. That's more of what I'm leaning towards just to kind of wrap that up with the hot tags or something. So I don't know. You guys might be able to join us for that, but at least for this weekend, we've got NXT Stand and Deliver, which we did our predictions for on the last uh, week's episode of the main event. And we've got two nights of WrestleMania again, which seems like we're going to get two nights going forward. There's positives and negatives for it. We've talked about that ad nauseum. Going to talk about it again. And uh, this card, speaking about positives and negatives, it's got a couple things that are standing out as quite important and seemingly pretty cool. And a lot of what we've been saying for weeks, low effort, little to no creative juice, uh, the laziness for this WrestleMania is really just hitting hard. I feel like this isn't WrestleMania season as much as I should. I feel like this is a, a weak SummerSlam card split in two nights, kind of. And I'm really disappointed heading into this, so... Forgive me if I sound like I'm just, uh, not only if I sound like I'm a little under the weather, because I am, but also if I'm just kind of blah about it and not super right. pumped the way that, you know, if I was a quote unquote good fan and I would be like, oh, you know, but it is the biggest show of the year. And oh my God, we're getting, this is the best thing on paper or whatever. And it isn't. And I'm going to try to hold back on just repeating a lot of the same things that I've been saying for a while, but overall, uh, overall, I'm overwhelmingly underwhelmed about how this pay-per-view is shaping up how are you guys feeling about the state of wrestlemania right now on tuesday afternoon i want to just piggyback off of that because i am probably more bothered than you because i think it's no secret i'm probably the biggest fan the biggest optimist on out of the three of us and like it's almost borderline offensive how lackluster the effort has been like i was watching raw last night and i go you know fuck they would have had austin on raw if they were building to mania 10 years ago or something like they would have at least made a point to say 
oh my God, Stone Cold's here. He doused Owens with a beer truck. Now, maybe because they're just trying to build it as a KO show, they didn't do that. But I thought that was missing. I, I just feel like so much of this has just been lackluster. And I don't want to belabor the point too much, but I really don't think they needed two nights for this, especially when you consider the fact that both nights counting the pre-show are going to be six hours long. There's no reason if you were going to do that, that you can just do the usual seven hour deal. You don't need two six hour shows, but also like to turn this over to Callum, I'm mighty jealous of Callum right now, who is going to watch the show, think whatever he thinks about it. And then not watch another show until, you know, backlash. If he even watches backlash. So I'm, a little annoyed that those who choose to go in blindly will have a much better time <laughs> this year than if you bothered to try to follow this at all. It, you're definitely rewarded if you haven't been paying attention and you're not to the point where, like, you know, for for me, I'm like, oh, Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair, you know, mean the match we've seen four times? Like, you and know, to cl- And to be clear, <clears throat> not only are you rewarded if you haven't been watching, but like if you're going in blind, like if this is your first WWE thing, you might actually be in for a really good show. If you have no idea of anything leading up to this. With that being said, though, I know that even though Callum doesn't watch the shows as militantly as we do, that you're still, of course, a dedicated enough fan with the common sense enough to see the weak points of this. So how is it? framing up from your perspective does that help is this making you kind of go yeah it looks like it's decent or are you still in the same camp of woof um i want to first point out that i'm going to be saying what i'm about to be saying completely unironically i think this is these gonna be two decent nights of wrestling you see look at look at that you see he gets it and that's totally because um yeah just, just just to get across the point it's should, could the build have been so much better? Absolutely. There's so much on this card that could have elevated a lot of more weight and a lot more interest and developed a bit more emotion towards any matches. Fundamentally, I'm going to sit down and watch these two shows and hopefully see a lot of decent matches. There are a lot of good potential matches on this thing, and I'm going to come away from it and feel absolutely nothing afterwards. That's kind of the attitude I go with WWE. Most of the pay-per-views I've seen for the past two years for WWE have been, on the whole, good wrestling shows. They, The wrestling is always at a consistently higher level. And when it's on the pay-per-views and you're not bombarded by the crappy storylines, crappy promos, all this other stuff, then you can just sit down, switch your brain off and watch some people that are really good at wrestling wrestle. And that's what I think we're going to see in a lot of these matches here. The issue is that I have no emotional investment in WWE in the same way that I would with AEW, where I'm like, I watch the AEW matches and then I go, okay, I'm really excited for what's going to happen next week. Where's this going to go afterwards? I'm just going to sit down, watch this, enjoy what I enjoy, not enjoy what I don't enjoy, and then it won't have any bearing on me going forward. You know, that's that's why I'm jealous of you. That's something that we were talking about last year with the in particular, the Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks feud, because for two months, that was just worthless. 
and people are going to jump down our throats and be like, oh my God, what are you talking about? Bianca Belair is great and Sasha Banks is so good. Yeah, they are. But the match was phenomenal. The build. I think I gave the match so my favorite match of the year or something. Like it was one of my favorite moments of the year, all that stuff. But that's the match. And that's a big, big difference than the build. And whether it's pro wrestling or if it's something else, anything that leads up to something is not the same thing as what the actual thing is. There's just a preamble is literally not the thing itself. That's why it's got a different definition to it. So something like, uh, I don't know, say the new day against Ridge Holland and Sheamus. That could be a good match. If I was watching this as the very first match that I was going to see, but knowing that this is WrestleMania and this is the biggest show of the year. And this is what should be just everybody firing off on all cylinders and having the biggest, best matches and the most effort put into everything and getting this. It's really disheartening because when you look at the way that they've treated most of this card for two nights, we got like 14 matches going on here most of it has really been built up as that's the match. Wait until WrestleMania. So there's not as much to talk about for a lot of these feuds other than to kind of bitch and complain about what's missing. Because when you look at what's actually there, there's nothing to break down. And I know that a lot of people are going to jump down our throats for that as well. And just be like, you guys always complain or whatever like that. Look, go back to, the reviewable kill series on fanboys anonymous. If it's something that's good, I can speak for myself at the very least. And I know that you guys are in the same kind of uh, boat. If we enjoy something, there is so much we can break down on it, but if we're not enjoying it, then what do you break down? You break down the things that you don't like, because that's just the way that it is. You know, if somebody cooks a bad meal, you're going to talk about what they botched rather than what they, you know, oh, well, you know, everything was burnt on my pizza, but at least the sauce tasted good. No, you're going to talk about how the pizza was burnt. So for a lot of these matches, it's going to be mostly on the negative spectrum from my point of view. And we're going to sprinkle in positives whenever we can. I'm going to be looking specifically for positives to try to bring in there to kind of up the uh And the it's going to vary optimism. On, on match for all <clears throat> of us, I'm sure. Like there's mm-hmm. going to be things that I think were great that uh Callum doesn't. There's going to be things that Callum thinks are shitty that I don't, you know, it's just going to be how it works. So the way that I say this always applies drastically, even more when it comes to this, we want to know what you have to think about this, because whether you agree or you disagree, you've got the comments. You can talk about what you like, what you don't like, what you're looking forward to, what you think is garbage, whether you are on the same boat, as any of us about anything or not keep it civil keep that in mind because that's what we're going to do here we're going to break down every match that's going to be at least presented to us as far as the current advertisements going scheduled for this card we're going to talk about some what ifs and some stuff that we don't even know yet it's tuesday afternoon around like four o'clock so i mean maybe some breaking news happens or something but i highly doubt it then again we got breaking news before monday night raw with the way the what the seth rollins thing went so you never really know anything could happen in wwe but while you are leaving your comments make sure that you are subscribed to this youtube channel here and ring that little notification bell to know when we go live for different things like that potential hall of fame discussion and as well as the post shows that we're going to do three of them over this course of this next week and this weekend i'm going to just die 
and uh we've got plenty of other things coming your way as well so that way you get notifications of new videos coming out and stuff and if you enjoy this and you want to help us grow and you want to help support us and stuff money is the best way to do it just be flat out simple and honest there's a lot of different ways that you can help out in that way t public and redbubble are the merchandise shops the tip jar little thing is a little thanks button that's next to the like button and obviously you can pass this along with the share button that's not even a monetary thing but that's just helps us uh get some more followers and everything but there's also the patreon and then there's that join button on youtube that'll give you access to the same members only content that is on patreon so even if it's a dollar a month i say this all the time if everybody who was subscribed to this youtube channel just donated a dollar a month you would see a, you know, I mean, insane difference of what uh, Smart Gun Mobile can bring you because we'd have, I'd have the ability to hire a bunch of people. They could do better editing. They could do more editing, more articles, more podcasts. Keep that in mind, everybody. There's also the Patreons and the YouTube stuff of the Pick a Poison tier. There's the dark casts and everything. So, you know, if you uh, are enjoying this and you're not just butthurt that we are disliking the match that you like for WrestleMania or something like that, Let's a little spare change our way. Open up the wallets. Okay. Got a lot of that stuff out of the way. I want to start digging into this. Do you think Will Smith and Chris Rock are going to be added to this card? <laughs> the biggest story of last weekend. The biggest match uh, of the Oscars. Now, uh, we are going to talk about WrestleMania SmackDown. We've got two matches that are quote-unquote part of WrestleMania weekend, but they really aren't which are the Intercontinental Championship match and the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Just to get it out of the way and to talk about it, because it should have happened on the actual pay-per-views themselves, what do you think's happened in those matches? I think we probably are all in agreement, at least for the Intercontinental Championship match. Ricochet's going to retain, right? I'm honestly not sold on that. I don't know. I don't know which one would win, but I think they would find it more funny to have Los Lotharios kind of lay cool the IC title than they would to just Keep it on Ricochet. I mean, I'm ultimately going to say Ricochet, but I don't put it past them to think, wouldn't this be interesting? Yeah, Ricochet will win. They'll do the sort of thing where you have the two members of Fostafarios getting in each other's way and they they team up for the most of the match, but then they start trying to go for pins and turns out that's not the case. And they fall apart. Ricochet takes advantage. He gets the win. Yeah, not super excited because they've had Ricochet. They've been beating Ricochet like a drum since he won the title in the first place. So he's lost lost three times in the last four, like four days. I I really think that Sheamus should just be taking the title from him here. But like, whatever, you know. Also, I saw this floating around everywhere on social media. Apparently, the last time the IC title was on pay per view was last WrestleMania. No, really? Yeah. Yeah, entire- actually, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's the case actually. Yeah, that's, that's disgusting. The, uh, w- that's the last time the women's tag titles were on the pay per view as well. That's insane. Ugh. Wow. An entire year goes by without the IC title on pay per view. And then you wonder why Tony Khan gets butt hurt if you call what are the belts a mid card title? <laughs> that's hey, really. Well, Shinsuke walked out at SummerSlam. <laughs> Uh, I don't know why they did something like, for instance, this week they decided on Raw. How about Ricochet? The Intercontinental Champion just loses in like two minutes, clean tossed in theory. Like that match is more important than the Intercontinental Championship. It's just so dumb. I hate it with passion. Well, there's not a mid card champion that's not in the 
good spot either. Well, so. let's, oh, that's, let's get into that. That's like, the other thing I was going to mention was it's not even like the uh, United States title is the one that they are focused on right now because despite the fact that they were building up this idea of Damian Priest is going to get a rematch against Finn Balor, neither of them are on this card. Now, Finn Balor was recently just on main event for this week. That's awful. I think they're getting added to the card. I think one's going to eliminate the other, and they're just going to add the match to the WrestleMania show. For uh, Saturday or for Sunday? Probably Sunday, right? Yeah, I, I doesn't fucking matter, does it? Like, well, they keep just Sunday. throwing everything on Saturday. And everything then... good is on Saturday. Everything that you're coming for is on Saturday. They're leaving Sunday so that you can literally go, my God, I'm so happy Roman and Brock are here because it's the one match with stakes. Um, See, I'm actually thinking Sunday looks better. <laughs> I think Saturday seems to be the more newsworthy one. And then <clears throat> Sunday, they're going to hit you with a little bit of fun. But Sunday, Sunday. yeah, I think that still gets added to the card because why not? You know, they can get a WrestleMania SmackDown moment out of it and a WrestleMania moment out of it. Well, we're not going to um, focus too much on this, but. The Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal is happening on SmackDown. There is the potential of something like that to happen. And out of the list of the people that are on there, my hope is that it ends with Damian Priest eliminating Finn Balor and that they do that kind of thing. But what I think is going to happen is even if that were to be the case, even if Finn Balor's the second to last person and he gets tossed out by Damian Priest, I think that they're just going to go okay, well, based off of the fact that he beat him and the Andre, we're going to have a title match for the United States Championship on Monday Night Raw. I don't think that this is happening at WrestleMania at all. They could always do that. But even if that's not, and it's not Damian Priest or Finn Balor that's factored in with the Andre, we know from seven different Andre Battle Royals, it doesn't matter. They do not care whatsoever who wins this match. They treat it like it's a big deal at the moment that it's happening, and then they completely forget about it. Not a single person who has won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, which, by the way, it seems like it's no longer the Memorial Battle Royal. They've been stressing the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. I don't know if you've picked up on that. Why um, is he suddenly not dead? I guess so. Uh, I don't know. But like, they, they, what is that? <laughs> they've just, I guess, woken up and said Memorial's not a good word. Yeah, I guess too many people know what it means. <laughs> It makes people sad. Like, the Andre the Giants stupendous battle royal should be the next thing. But the the list that's on there, I mean, they could quite literally we've seen it happen before. They could go with like Eric of the Viking Raiders and just be like, Oh, look at that. That happened. Well, they've never done that anything that bad. Like and not no offense to Eric, but like Eric is a tag team guy. They've never done anything that blatantly like low. Uh, I mean, look at the people who've won. <laughs> the, we've, the winners that we've had in the past. So Cesaro, which, of course, a guy who notoriously never amounted to what everybody expected that he should. And an entire locker room, multiple locker rooms were like, why aren't you not pushing this guy? And it went nowhere. Big Show, who stood next to the trophy and then fucked off and did nothing, really. And it arguably should have been Damian Mizdow. We got Baron Corbin, who was coming up to NXT, and then they just kind of forgot about him. We got Mojo Rawley because, hey, wouldn't it be interesting if, uh, what's his face? Gronk. Uh, Gronk ended up doing something, and we don't want to give it to Gronk. <laughs> so Mojo Rawley, total waste other than the Gronk thing. 
Matt Hardy. What was going on with that? That was that feud with the Fiend. Or he wasn't the Fiend yet. Bray Wyatt. Braun Strowman eliminates SNL people. And Jey Uso wins on SmackDown. Everybody's out of the company except for Jey Uso and Baron Corbin. Jey Uso's firmly in the tag team division again and all that, doing a great job in that capacity at the very least. And Baron Corbin is happy Corbin right now. So (laughs) it would not shock me if they did something like, hey, you know, this is just going to go to Shelton Benjamin moving on so, we're gonna go to a promo with charlotte you know of the names that i see here i'm going to blindly suggest that our truth wins the andre the giant memorial battle royal and then thinks he has to face andre the giant at wrestlemania see i would think that that would at least be something that they would think about if they didn't tease something else go on or you were watching uh, Raw this week? No, I, I only saw the... Uh, don't that the proposal stuff? The proposal stuff, and it ends with R-Truth saying, that gives me an idea with the power vested in me. So the R-Truth storyline right now is R-Truth is going to be the minister or whatever between these two couples getting married. Well, are they getting married at WrestleMania? They didn't say, but I think that there might be something on the Raw after WrestleMania. That doesn't uh, mean he can't win the Andre. I don't know. Like, <laughs> doesn't really matter. I mean, Shanky can win the Andre. He's big. Like, well, if we talk about who's big, I mean, Papa Tunde's in the match. He's in the match. He's also big. <laughs> what about you, Callum? Anybody standing out to you that thinks he's going to win this? No, Damian Price. It's the most obvious pick that should, he should. happen. He should. Which because almost makes that, me go... He will. Right, my, yeah, it, my, it makes my, me go... My choices would be Damien Priest makes most sense. Tim Ballard just because... He he's the United States choice. champion. Yeah, he's the United States choice, champion popular choice. And then they sometimes occasionally just use this battle royal in the cases of people like the Big Show and Matt Hardy as like a, a lifetime achievement type award. So they might just give it to Shelton Benjamin. If, if they don't give it to... Priest makes the most sense. I'll say our truth for me is number two, and then I think give it to Mansoor. You know what the fuck? It's give it to him. There's part of me that thinks that Mad Cat Moss is going to win, and that that's going to lead into something happening with Drew McIntyre getting his sword back. Because at the you know end of the handicap match, that wasn't really a handicap match, he did, but he did steal the sword. Corbin stole the sword, and I'm like. Mm, isn't he going to kind of need the sword for like an entrance for WrestleMania? Or did they purposely have him steal the sword so that they don't have to factor that into the entrance? But I think he's going to get it back on SmackDown. And I think that there's a chance that Madcap Moss wins this. And then that leads into McIntyre running out and doing something. And yeah, like they, they're like, you know, I know what we'll do. We'll dismantle the statue of Andre. And then they lift the sword up and McIntyre takes it back and whatever. I'm very much more so leaning towards Damian Priest, of course, than anything else. But, man, it's disappointing to see that, like, he got such a softball here. The Damian side of Damian Priest against Demon King Balor for the United States title. You you couldn't fucking do that. And I can't imagine that. They've got, like, 20 people on this creative team and that nobody thought about that. It's so blatantly obvious. 
So then that means number one, either they legitimately didn't think about that, which is like, holy shit. That's not possible. That's just like just absolutely terrible. Or they thought about it and management, you know, upper management that fucks everything up was like, no, we don't want to do that. We want to just focus on some of these other matches. We're going to need something for raw. It sounds good. I'll see it raw kind of thing. Yeah. So it's disappointing, but hey, whatever, I guess. But we have two nights of WrestleMania to break down here, so we got to start getting into some of the other things. Uh, night one, let's start there. Uh, the match that I think is going to be on the kickoff, because they have not said anything yet about kickoff matches, but we know with two hours of kickoff, something needs to go there. And unless they do just sort of on a whim add some extra shit and it's just kind of like hey uh do drop is going to fight alexa bliss where it's just like what unless it's something like that i'm anticipating the new day versus rich holland and sheamus to be on the kickoff for night one this was clearly supposed to be the three members of the new day against rich holland sheamus and pete dunn aka butch Ugh. But Biggie suffered his neck injury, unfortunately. That is uh, making this just a two-on-two match. And this is where a big part of me just goes, you couldn't even, and I'm going to say that phrase a couple times, you couldn't even blah, blah, blah. You couldn't even have it be Rich Holland and Butch. Fuck you. You couldn't even have it be Sheamus and Pete Dunne. Either and that. Leave, leave Rich Holland on the outside of the ring. But, like, you just brought pete dunn in here butch is the most interesting part of this outside of unfortunately the Big E injury and man but it's partially because the xavier woods thing was so clearly obvious that he was going to be returning soon to the point that they announced it before they announced it that was funny did you guys catch that on smackdown yep <laughs> uh what's her name samantha irving is that the one that's uh doing the smackdown mm-hmm. announcing she's like you know coming to the ring by xavier woods <laughs> Then Kofi's like, hey, this guy's back. Xavier Woods. Like, but put Butch in the match. We've seen Rich Holland and Sheamus. Oh, we haven't seen them against Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston. I don't know. Who fucking cares? So that's just disappointing. And I say New that. Day. New Day have to win. I mean, this is right. another thing that I'm going to be saying throughout this whole thing is I say this knowing full well that I am a fan of everybody in the match. <laughs> And this is not, you know, to talk about earlier, the potential of good matches and everything. The performers on these two nights of WrestleMania, the vast majority of them are great. So if they can make something out of nothing, they're going to. But it's the build and everything that's awful for this. But the New Day have to win because at this point with the Big E injury, it's too depressing if they lose. Right. Yeah, yeah, it should be the new day. Getting the victory and doing some kind of tribute-inspired gear for Big E. Maybe they could get like a video of Big E before the before the match, carve on the Titan Tron or something, just to give that a little bit extra motivation. That'd be cool. But, but yeah, it should be the new day getting the victory. It shouldn't yeah. harp on the fact of. Like, oh, it's great heat to have the heels win this one as well when they're when they've already injured Big E. So nah, just let the good guys win. There's no there's no stakes in this match. Yeah. I agree. 
Love the New Day win. If there's any other match that you think is on the uh, kickoff, are you guys in agreement that match that has no assigned night at this moment, and that's the women's tag team championship fatal four way. That's that's night two. That's night two. Uh, According to this graphic, I'm looking at while everything else. Yeah, the graphic they just uh, one of the many things that they just didn't do. They just didn't do. do? Okay, because it's not. It's not like it doesn't take literally a minute and a half to update websites because they have the same static graphics. So you just literally you hide a layer on Photoshop, you add the other layer and then you export the file. And there you go. It's well, that was was my argument for the women's tag, but I still think it should be the women's tag. (laughs) I think if anything else gets on the uh, kickoff outside of them, just adding a new match, then it'll be the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. And that's the Usos defending against Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah, I can't fucking do it. And uh, especially with my throat the way that it is today. And Rick Boogs, which is, again, very much, hey, the Usos have to fight someone. They're a tag team. Those guys. Zero build to this. And unfortunately, I mean, I love the Usos. Rick Boogs is great. Shinsuke Nakamura is great couldn't give a shit about this match because it is very much just okay the usos are going to have a match and then the usos are going to win they have to win i don't know if they're going to because i think they like boogs but i think they have to win just for the sake of tag teams even though you know like figure out what you're gonna do later i mean liking boogs doesn't stop them from pushing him in the future I don't know. I'll say Usos, but I'm not 100% sure on it. I think uh, this should be pretty good. The All four guys are good in the ring, so they should be able to put something good together here. And I think that there's a good chance that Shinsuke and Rick Boogs win the titles here. Just don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see why, because at the end of the day, it's the SmackDown tag titles. Who really cares? And... Yeah, you could have like, the, uh, like a big celebration, a big party atmosphere when they get the victory. So, yeah, I, I mean, my prediction would be towards the Usos, but I think it's it's probably as close to a 50-50 for me as you can get. It's almost like, it's almost tossed the coin because they could just easily have the Usos win the titles back at the next show. So, I agree with that. See, I think that they spoiled what I think uh, the main event, main event, main event is going to be. I think that they want the Bloodline holding all the titles on Monday Night Raw. And uh, yeah, they could do like a title switch or something. I mean, they can do probably pretty much anything at this point. They've done things with the uh, Raw Tag Team Championship that are just sort of this and then that and then that. But I think it's just uh, the USOs needed someone to fight. More so than that they want to spotlight Boogs and Nakamura. And the party atmosphere, I think it's more so the entrance rather than celebrating about a victory. Okay, so if you're giving me one or the other, I enjoy Callum's idea. His base idea is much better than what you're saying that, uh, but they get the party in the entrance, then we'll fuck them. Mm-hmm. Like, I agree with Callum in that, but I also think it probably means more if the Usos win and then the Bloodline all walk out 
as champions and they get that photo op. Because, you know, obviously Roman is going to headline and probably win that too, but we'll get there. It's it's a 50-50, but I'm going to go Usos. Yeah, I'm going Usos 100%. Callum, you're going Boogie Snock and where are you going Usos? The Usos are the safe bet. Uh, let's go to Drew McIntyre and Happy Corbin because that's a feud that people didn't want three and a half months ago that <laughs> they decided to just drag on for that. It happens every year. You start something in November and then you're just like, I don't know, that for four months. And whether you blame it on the Drew McIntyre injury and just kind of not having anything else in mind to do, or if you blame it on that they thought that they would be able to think of something and they ran into the same situation that they did multiple times in the past couple of years where it's just like, we'll figure it out. And if we, we don't, then we didn't figure it out. Fuck you. You know, that kind of thing. This is the best that they've got going forward, which is Drew McIntyre makes Corbin and Madcap Moss run around. And I think two, no, three times now they've stolen the sword. This is the third time. Or, I know this is at least the second time, but that's like the only thing that they can think of doing. So McIntyre, bless his heart. Yeah, it feels like a massive downgrade for Drew. I mean, he keeps saying in interviews and stuff, he's doing the thing that I feel so bad about, which is like, this is such an important match to me, and it's going to be such a big deal, and I get to do this, and I and he's like really trying to put this in a good spin. But that's just because he's somebody who's a, a company man, and he's trying not to, not to pull a Charlotte Flair in a sense, because Charlotte Flair's interviews are pretty much... I love Charlotte Flair. No, Charlotte Flair has been tremendously blunt I, in interviews. That's going to be one of the only positives I have to say about that match. But like McIntyre, he's trying his best to put a spin on this and to make it seem like it's a big deal. But it's just not. And I say that as the biggest Corbin apologist that I know. This just sucks. And I don't think that there's a single person that is watching WrestleMania because of this, other than people that are friends or related to McIntyre and Corbin. Like, yeah, McIntyre's bar buddies from back in Scotland, remember? Like, yeah, they'll be like, oh, we're going to watch Drew. That's cool. Corbin's mom or someone? Yeah. But I don't think that any fans are like, that's the match that's making me watch WrestleMania. And that's a shame because they both deserve better. This is very clearly just Drew McIntyre is going to beat the shit out of Corbin and he wins. Who fucking cares? <laughs> I would make the argument that Drew is being so pro WWE in external interviews that he should be the guy fighting someone we'll talk about later. You know, like he's being so pro WWE that he should be utilized in that way on TV. I thought you were going to say that he's being so externally happy about it that he's internally so mad. <laughs> like, he, he fought for the title two years in a row, and now he's like, this is my spot. I will be a good soldier. It, there's nothing here. The last time I felt this way about a Drew match was SummerSlam when he beat Jinder in, like, what was it, like four minutes? And I feel like he'll do the same to Corbin. And that's one of the reasons why I keep saying... This show doesn't need to be two nights because these matches don't need to go long. Like, especially something like this. I don't need to see this for 25 minutes. Mm -mm. You know, a good eight minute match and we're out of here. 
This shouldn't even be an eight minute match. <laughs> I think the match itself will be fine because, again, these two are good workers on their day. Like Drew McIntyre's a great worker in Corbin. As much as we, well, some of us will um, denigrate him for being not as important as he's positioned typically on cards like this, he does, he is a fine wrestler. And I'm sure they will have a very hard-hitting match that absolutely nobody will care about. And, yeah, Drew McIntyre wins and we move on. And hopefully this feud ends. It probably won't, but we can only hope. So, yeah, that's kind of all I can really say. Just McIntyre gets a win after losing at the previous WrestleMania. So you can use this as a springboard for him challenging Roman for the title or titles in the weeks and months following not only do i think that that's exactly what's going to happen i also think that this isn't the end of this feud i fully i fully expect them at least on the raw after mania or the smackdown after mania for them to be like and we're having a wrestlemania rematch drew mcintyre is going to face happy corbin i just they're they do that shit all the time I i would say this as well i think that now nxt is on this trend of bringing people from the main roster down to NXT for a little while and see what happens. I think that's probably where Corbin should be right now. I'd be cool with a uh, feud between uh, Corbin and Breaker for a little bit. Yeah, or just, or just, yeah, just him down the way. He needs to, uh, well, to, to be honest, he's still going to be on TV at that regard. He's kind of at the point where he's he needs pretty to much go- well, it's pretty much any other mid-carder that's been in the company for 10 plus years or so. He needs to just go away for a while. Like, he needs... He's not injured, but he needs to take a break as if he was. You remember when Barrett went from being like lost Nexus leader guy to being the bare knuckle fighter? He needs that. Like He needs a complete shift and he needs to be taken a little more seriously. And Happy Corbin's not the way to do it. <laughs> no. uh, let's see what we have next. This match. Woof. I could not care the slightest <laughs> bit about. The Mysterios. Dominic Mysterio and Rey Mysterio are fighting The Miz and Logan Paul. Now, mm-hmm. Rey Mysterio is a legend. He is, has been for over, you know, over a decade, over 20 years almost, Hall of Fame worthy. The Miz is a future Hall of Famer. Miz is great. Awesome, you should say. But fuck, man, this feud has been dog shit. And the Miz and Logan Paul, that's the thing. That's the reason this is happening. It's the only reason this is happening is because they have Logan Paul. If that wasn't the case, The Miz and Dominic Mysterio and Rey Mysterio would not be in a match together whatsoever. It'd probably be um, Miz versus, or not Miz, uh, Mysterio versus Mysterio. Maybe not even that, though. It wouldn't shock me at all if Dominic was just in the Andre and if Rey had something else going on, or if they had, like, Miz uh, fighting with, like, like, I don't know, maybe Miz and Balor for the United States Tolerable, like something like that. Like they would have done something else. This only exists because Logan Paul is there. And for some reason they thought now I I'll give them this Logan Paul, 
you get the guy i don't fucking care i don't give a shit about logan paul he's not somebody who's on my radar i am not a fan i don't care about celebrities so much as it is let alone people that i don't follow and everything on top of that but whatever you got them you want to do something with them you put them with the miz okay that makes sense you got these two cocky arrogant heels that can get booed the miz is the guy that can anchor the match and everything we know from the past that the miz has had celebrity things that he's been involved in and it's worked out and whatever so on paper miz and logan paul makes sense why the fuck are they fighting the mysterios would this have not made more sense to have them against the street profits and the mysterios in the tag title match I'm good with that. I'm good with them fighting the Mysterios, actually. I don't want the Mysterios in the tag title match. Um, they're fighting the Mysterios because Ray is still a workhorse and can still do it. And I think this also ties into promotion for the video game, which Mysterios on the cover of and Logan Paul will be downloadable content in. I think it probably gets more casuals. Because people know Ray, right? They like Ray. So I think that's more of it than anything else. It's an on-paper match. It's not an actual good anything else. Like I think I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I think this is gonna be good. I think Logan's gonna be good. I think Miz and Ray will do their best to carry it. And I think it'll be as good as it possibly can be, with a lot of people being surprised by Logan. You have a I, lot I, more faith I than I do. Well, I'll go one better than that. I think Logan Paul is going to outperform both Donnie Mysterio and The Miz as a wrestler. Yeah, Callum's kind of on the wavelength that I am. I'm because not. Logan like, like, like Paul, say what you will about him, but if he's into something, he commits to it. And he, what, he was part of the previous year's... Um, he was at WrestleMania last year, wasn't he? Yeah, because he, he, was he was part of the um, Owens and Zane. Owens and Zane, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, so I think that he's also going to be, now that he's actually in a match, he's going to be super excited and pumped about it. He sold the stunner really well from Kevin Owens last time, so I have no doubt that Logan's going to do well in the ring. And that's so why I think that he's going to be more dynamic than The Miz is, because The Miz has never been dynamic in his entire career, so that's kind of uh, all fits up. And... Dominic has zero charisma. Ray will be the, the the best stuff in this match will be the exchanges between Ray and Logan Paul. Whenever and how that happens. And I think that this whole thing will end up with the Mysterios winning. And then Miz will get in Logan Paul's face and Logan Paul will deck him because they still want to have Logan Paul as a baby face. I don't know, because I think Logan's proved it works as a heel. Yeah, but they think that he's a baby face. Yeah. They had him... I don't know if this was planned or not, but the way that that whole Cleveland thing went down, no, it was basically that, him just being like, what? I don't think if I fully agree with them is sort of thing, you know, like... that. No, that Cleveland thing existed just to exist. I think that was just a weird moment that they didn't know where they wanted to go. Well, well, well fundamentally, like the Miz and Logan Paul as a tag team can't go on forever because Logan's not going to be wrestling with the company forever. So there has to be a split and they're not going to turn them as baby face because every time they've done that, he absolutely sucks as a baby face. Plus, there's also that thing that happens with celebrities where you want the celebrity to be happy and you want the celebrity to say good things about WWE going forward. So if the celebrity requests yeah. something, then let's try to put them over. So we know, for instance, Logan Paul's jumping off the top rope. 
it's happening. He's flat out said that's one of his bucket list type things is to jump well, off he, the top he, rope. He's already, he's already practiced. Yeah, yeah so we well, know he, that he that's wants happening. To Bad Bunny. He wants to perform with Bad Bunny. I want to see Logan Paul versus Bad Bunny, quite frankly. Like, if you're going to do celebrity shit, that's at least fun. Because see, like that, we, we, that's the type of thing that it's like the weak part of this whole thing is Dominic. Yeah. Because if you at least would have had something like Bad Bunny and, you know, it's Bad Bunny and Rey Mysterio against Logan Paul and The Miz, I don't give a shit about The Miz and Rey Mysterio. That feud's been garbage. But at least then you go, oh, there's a celebrity on both sides. And then that's understandable. But, like, the worst part of this match is going to be if Logan Paul and Dominic are in the ring together. I can't speak to Logan Paul's athleticism. I've never seen any of his boxing stuff or whatever like that or i literally i don't think i've seen a single youtube video of his even but i don't have my doubts that he's going to do some things good but it's just going to be awkward especially if he's against dominic and i'm not looking forward to the way that that's going to go down i hope that this is short and they just kind of keep things to these are the couple things that logan paul is going to do that's going to get them the mainstream media attention and then they move the fuck on but i fully agree this ends with the Miz and Logan Paul losing. Miz and Logan Paul argue with each other. Paul knocks him down. And then it's like, well, the celebrity came in and we want the celebrity to be happy. So they're going to, they lost the match. Maybe he doesn't even take the pin. Maybe he does. I don't know. And then, but he got his one up. And then there you go. Logan Paul still has something to be proud of, you know? Yeah, I don't think Logan Paul cares as much about being a heel. I think he probably prefers that. That's why I don't fully see it going with them splitting up. But I definitely think you're going to see Logan Paul in more wrestling matches. Not Maybe not immediately, but I think it's happening. If he's good, bring him back. I don't know. <laughs> but... I just, I don't care. Like, the feud's been crap. I don't care about Logan Paul. The Dominic and Ray thing, it's just not working for me and multiple different levels. It could have been Cody, Tony. Could have been the Miz and Cody. Could have been, but we don't even know if we're going to get Cody because Seth Rollins has been going through a whole bunch of different obstacles to try to get on WrestleMania. And after they end the last episode of Monday Night Raw with, hey, Rollins is going to hold Raw hostage until he gets a WrestleMania match. As the biggest angle heading into Raw, they decide at like 5 o'clock or something before Raw to just release a video of... He went to Vince McMahon and said, why didn't you just ask me? You've got a match. I've already said this to you guys privately. That's my favorite interaction of the year so far. That was hysterical. Well, why didn't you just ask me for a match? I can't have WrestleMania without Seth Rollins. This is stupid. What are you doing? <laughs> like, at least they're, they know and they're having Vince poke fun at it. That tickled me. This is both my most hated and most intrigued WrestleMania moment this year. Because the way that they set this up is Rollins gets to fight anybody. McMahon picks. Yeah, it'll an opponent be, of it, Mr. McMahon's choosing. But it'll be a main event. Because they just throw those around now. And I like this because, of course, everybody's thinking Cody. But it could literally be Goldberg. 
Oh. Like it could it could literally be anyone else. And if they're a major star, WWE has the right to go. We never said it was Cody. And that tickles me. By the time this podcast is uploaded on YouTube and Anchor and all that, you guys are going to have an article that I'll be writing up, started writing up some of it, is which is, what if it's not Cody Rhodes? <laughs> because it could be Goldberg, like you mentioned. It could be Shane McMahon, where they just go, I- I'm picking Shane because he's my son, and that's my whatever. We told you that was the plan going into me. <laughs> yep. It could be The Undertaker. Because, hey, Vince McMahon, just the previous night, inducted him into the Hall of Fame. He's his favorite superstar. I'm going to pick The Undertaker. You can't have WrestleMania without The Undertaker. And that's a main event. It could be Gable Steveson. Because, uh, you know, picking a uh, new Monday Night Raw superstar, and this guy's a big deal and whatever, and then we have him beat Seth Rollins, and it immediately catapults him there. For all we fucking know, it could be Elias. I don't think so, but see, you lost me there, pal. That's but. the one that, like, I if if that ends up happening, it's fucking ridiculous. But like, they are so strange these days with the way that they look at things. They could literally have it be somebody like Elias and be like, "It's a big deal because he's returning." Aren't you interested? It's happening because they look at WrestleMania as. It's the biggest show of the year because we say it's the biggest show of the year and because we've done 38 of these. They don't look at it as Seth Rollins versus the best possible opponent for him. They look at it as Seth Rollins is in a match. Isn't that awesome? Oh my God, we don't know who he's going to fight. Isn't this intriguing that you don't know? This guy was picked by Vince McMahon. No matter who Vince McMahon picks, it could be fucking Veer for all we know. It could be like, well, that guy was handpicked by Vince McMahon. Like, they are delusional as shit sometimes when it comes to some of these things. So, I would laugh my ass off if this ends up being, like, everybody thinks it's going to be Cody Rhodes, and ha, everybody, it's actually Rufang from NXT or something, you know? Like, just one of these dumb gotcha moments. See, I haven't descended into The same cynicism level? (laughs) in, In the way that you have. Like, I genuinely think if it's not Cody Rhodes that it would be someone that maybe even even if it's not Cody people wouldn't complain about like a Taker or a Cena or a, they'll complain if it's Goldberg but I think that's one of the only few that they would actually complain about over Cody now with that out of the way it's very much probably Cody Rhodes and it's Cody had signed with WWE according to PW Insider back in I believe the beginning of the month or maybe even the middle of this month and uh, Fightful Select reported that Cody is set to travel in on Sunday and he is slated for Raw on Monday so it's likely Cody and that's awesome I can't wait for that. That'd be, you know, big, amazing moment. The miss here for me is if you knew you had Cody, I'd have had him building a match because the one thing Cody can do is talk his ass off. I'd have had him explaining why he wants WrestleMania because that's more money. When you're having Cody Rhodes say, 
you know, I need to be at WrestleMania. I left the company I founded to be on WrestleMania, you know? But to, to kind of play devil's advocate here, isn't it a little more intriguing to not know and to have that big pop happen at WrestleMania and for Cody to cut that promo of why he did it on the raw after WrestleMania, because then you get to hear why. And this is where I could see the philosophy being that they just go, fuck, we don't have a feud. Like there's no real reason for Cody Rhodes to fight Seth Rollins. So if we put Cody out there on like the Jacksonville episode, then we need to figure out why. But if we just have Cody fight Rollins at mania, Oh my God, the big surprise, big pop. And then afterward, he can go, I just needed to be on WrestleMania because it was WrestleMania and I whatever like that and kind of brush past it. And then you can advertise, we're going to hear from Cody fucking Rhodes on Raw. It's the Raw after WrestleMania. It's crazy. I think that's the way they think. And then once again, I'm going to say this is why every time we freaking record, I'm like, Tony should just be writing there because he thinks <laughs> like them. There's and, two parts of me. There's the, do you want the answer you want, or do you want the good thing? <laughs> kind of, you, know? you know, this is going to be great. I'm no matter what happens here, this is going to be a lot of fun. You're going to like it. Even if it's uh Seth Rollins versus Shanky. Of course. Cause Shanky mania. <laughs> if it's not Cody Rhodes, who do you think it's going to be Callum? It's, stupid question it's going to be cody right just devil's advocate <laughs> play along no i'm not no i'm not gonna no i'm not gonna play along it's cody right it's like saying oh uh, uh it's just gonna be a wax figurine of seth rollins he's gonna fight himself i mean it's cheaper if you're talking about budget cuts than if you uh did those bronze statues <laughs> like like i said i think there's plenty of people it could be again this does leave the door open for gong Mm-hmm. Gong, chokeslam, tombstone. Sure, it does. But it's Cody Rhodes. If it's and, not well, Cody it's, Rhodes, it's, everybody's going to go fucking nuts unless it's The Undertaker. Or, I mean, to be fair, if it's, John, if it's The Undertaker, I, I, I'll go fucking nuts if it's The Undertaker. Not in a good way. So, fuck, just die already. I actually legitimately <laughs> die at this point. It's, it's, getting, it's getting way too. Yeah, he's, he's retired. He, he's better off retired. And it's just, I, yeah, I, I think that they're doing the same thing that they did, that AEW did with CM Punk, which is the new story has broke gone out there. And so they're just going to let people sit and think about it and just it's have like, that little bit of anticipation. Cody. Like, you know, it's Cody. We know it's Cody, but we're not going to tell you it's Cody. So you get the big pop. So you get that little bit of anticipation or a little bit of, or oh, is it actually going to be Cody? Are they actually going to do this? And then when it, then it is Cody and then everyone gets super excited. I wouldn't be surprised if they did something where Elias comes out and plays something and then Cody comes out. Hmm. Like they did with the whole uh, Cena and Undertaker thing. Just to but, mess with people and be like, we got you because we you made it look like it was the thing that you didn't yeah. want, and then you know they did that with um they did that with Carmella and Becky Lynch at SummerSlam with the uh, Bank- Bianca Belair match. So WWE knows that nobody trusts them to deliver the thing that they want, and so when they know they can deliver the thing they want, they'll make you fall into that trap as far as they possibly can go before giving you the good thing. So I'm at the point of just do the good thing like 
you can do that thing occasionally, but when you constantly do the, haha, the joke is, we don't care about you. I, I think it's, it's time to build some good faith. You know, like morale's pretty low. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I I would say that it's exactly been the right decision to have Cody like wait out until WrestleMania. He definitely shouldn't been building the match because, frankly, they've sold out the tickets, so they don't need they didn't need Cody to sell out this match. Just even if people are coming in to see Cody, then is the anticipation for him appearing in this match. Uh, Seth is the perfect opponent for it because even though we spoke earlier about how McIntyre is pushing for all this WWE rhetoric, who's been the guy that always is talking up on Twitter about how WWE is the greatest show and how they do the best stuff and all this stuff? It's Seth Rollins. Seth no, I, I agree that with that. It was part of the wish... reason why Seth Seth's babyface run pretty much ended in a whimper is the fact that he was so pro pro WWE and all that stuff. And yeah, him taking on the AEW guy and Cody Rhodes makes perfect sense. Have Cody beat Seth, it establishes him straight away. And then you're off to the races with Cody. I think if the money that's being banded around is what Cody is making, then Cody will be world champion by the end of the year. He has has to be. And good for Cody Rhodes at that. He He has to be both for the money they're paying him and also for the fact of if they really want to show your MJFs, your Jade Cargills, your Wardlows over in AEW, the people that you want, the the grass is greener on the other side, then you can't put him in polka dots or put him in a Stardust outfit and say, what well, we're paying you, pal. Well, you have to, you, you use Cody as a billboard to the other side. Now that brings me to this. How do they present Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania? They have like, to present him exactly like he was with AEW. I 100% agree. I'm glad we're all on the same page <clears> there. He's, he is a superstar, and they should treat him as such. If they go any, if they decide that they want to be petty about it, that's just a big red flag to anybody over on the AEW side. That's, yeah, I don't want to go there and be seen as, oh, I was an AEW guy, so I've got a ceiling immediately. Like, I had I have reservations about it just because Cody put himself in a backed himself into a corner boy announcing he was leaving AEW before signing with WWE, which basically said to WWE, "Well, you've got nowhere else to go, so you're either I think here or you're not." He only did that when they had reached a verbal agreement. Probably, yeah. But then WWE, but if there's verbal agreement in WWE and he hasn't signed a contract, WWE can basically say, "Yeah, hey, you know that five million we said that we were going to give you? It's kind of now more three million or two million." like what are you gonna do about it? you've got nowhere else to go you've been released for a bunch of cut and he's like i haven't even signed yeah yeah, yeah it's just like well uh tony khan's like not gonna be like crawling to your feet to try and get you back or anything like that so you'll move pal but it seems like they are actually giving showing in the respect they serve, which is exactly what they should be doing if they want to in future attract more aw superstars over to their side and yeah, they should give him the match, have a good, decent match. And because Cody, Cody's a great worker, Seth's a great worker, Seth's doing some of the best in ring stuff of the last, yeah, of his entire career in the last year or so. So Let's I have no real. doubt that. Bell to bell, they can blow everything else out of the water, just about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The most interesting aspect of this is the fact that they it's Mr. McMahon that's uh, announcing that's introducing Cody as part of this. Like he had Cody lined up and everything like that. So I wonder if there's some sort of dynamic that's going on there moving forward between Cody and Vince. 
So that's something that's interesting to talk about because we've seen, of course, Triple H's power has been diminishing month by month. And that there's this sort of, not to spoil it, but if we did the whole one more match Triple H thing, which is on the schedule for potentially some point in the next couple of weeks, Cody Rhodes would have been one of those options. Cody Rhodes does the whole thing in AEW of like a shot at Triple H and whatever. You think that it's actually like his relationship with Vince? That's the thing that's better. I think that Cody Rhodes is the one thing in the Rhodes family that, you know, they couldn't even truly get with Dustin. And that's Cody Rhodes is a WWE creation through and through like Cody Rhodes was on WWE TV at the age of 22. Cody Rhodes grew up on WWE television. You know, I think this is going to be the best thing that could happen to Cody. I know that AEW was the dream and all that, but like Cody Rhodes always wanted to be WWE champion WrestleMania. He now has that chance. I think that they won't shit the bed because they know what they have now. And I think it's going to be fantastic. And I think his relationship with Vince is a good one. I'll put it this way. I don't think that... Actually, I can't even go that far. I can't say that they won't shit the bed with Cody Rose because if any company has proven they can shit the bed with practically anything, it's WWE. That is fair. So... You can't. There is zero guarantees when it comes to WWE. But if there's there's ever been any incentive in the last few years, at the very least, to take a guy and push him to the moon, it's now. And so that this 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 shows how much they want to have somebody buy with Roman Reigns for your top star in the company. All this stuff is going to be something that. A couple days from now, we're going to have a different perspective on. A couple months from now, we're going to look back on it and be like, yeah. wow, oh, yeah. this was et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Because like, I mean, there's, it, it, there it, is it, still a chance that it isn't Cody Rhodes. And that could be a huge, huge, oh my God, fuck WWE type of thing. We could get Cody Rhodes coming out literally with the polka dots and proof that it's like no wwe is arrogant enough to be like you didn't go anywhere you were never we haven't seen well, Rhodes think- for years and you know since he's been back and like not acknowledge aew we could get cody Rhodes doing this and then on the monday night raw after mania roman reigns is double champion and he's like i think i'm even going to defend the championship and cody Rhodes wins the fucking wwe championship on raw like we could have a lot of weird shit happening Yeah, I would say that this first show, well, if he if he is coming in against Seth Rollins, this first night is not the indication. It's where he is in two months' time is the indication of how far they're really going with Cody. I'd go so far as to say SummerSlam. Uh, I think by two months' time, and if he's, let's say two months' time and he's feuding over the Intercontinental Championship, we kind of know where he is. Yeah, true. I, mean, I, I think that... They need to get something major out of this. You know, they need to get, wow, then this turned the tide. Like how they always talk about, you know, when 
Totally. Scott Hall went over to WCW and that turned the tide for them. WWE is now essentially WCW in this scenario. They need something that's going to make them feel fresh and cool again. And Cody needs to almost have free reign to say whatever, do whatever for quite a while so that it feels, all right, at least I want to tune in for Cody, even if I don't like the rest of the shit. I think we said pretty much everything we're going to say, except for there's just one quick little thing I want to get your guys' opinions on. You buy into that whole MJF having arguments with Tony Khan thing? Yeah, everyone's reporting it. Do you think that that's uh, MJF potentially wanting to leave and go to WWE? No. No, he's a he's I think... he's, he's an asshole that does this. Listen, I saying that MJF's not going to leave and go to WWE. Of course not. He might not go to WWE. He might go to WWE because WWE can offer a lot more money than AEW could even hope to offer MJF. If they wanted to push that boat out and say, MJF, we basically think that you're the future of pro wrestling. We're going to give you $10 million a year. AEW can't do anything against that. But MJF just does this to Royal fans up because they know that everyone is so desperate for him to stay in AEW. That if he starts talking about how good WWE and how good NXT is and all this other stuff. You know, the only, com- the only company outside of AEW that he uh, uh, bashed is New Japan, which is the only company that really works with AEW on a pretty regular basis. So he knows what he's doing. He's the oh. smartest guy. He's the smartest guy in wrestling right now. Actually, and I think, and I think they they had an argument about, hey, you can't do interviews without running it by us. Yeah, that's basically it. Fuck you, I can do it in a row. <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> even what he, it, it wasn't what he said about WWE. It was just the fact that he went on Ariel Hawani's show when he hadn't approved it beforehand. Yeah, and he's probably just like, hey, I can do whatever I want. You know, like I'm promoting the company. There is actually one other thing I wanted to address, which is the saddest take of this uh, Seth Rollins versus question mark that I had seen that made me just go, what's the thing from How I Met Your Mother where it's, oh, honey, right? That's yeah. what it was. Where it's I was not just, beer. Where I, no, no, beer is not even as sad as this take. This one, I was just like, I don't remember who it was, but I saw it on Twitter and I was just like, oh, this person's going to be so disappointed. They were like, hey, Seth Rollins brought up the whole John Moxley thing. thing. What oh, if God. what if the Forbidden Door is what's happening and John Moxley's coming back and we're gonna get Moxley versus and it's like it's not happening, pal. <laughs> like I'm like, oh you know you're, what, gonna, you're gonna be sitting there with your John Moxley t shirt and your little pendant like over with to, them. Credit to them for even making the Forbidden Door a thing to where somebody would think that that's actually gonna happen. There's somebody yeah. out, is out there that's just going to be like, oh, man, I can't wait for Moxley to show up. And then it's going to be Cody. And they're going to be like, that's not the AEW guy I wanted. <laughs> you know, like, uh, I hope that that's still good enough for you, whoever you are. I forget your name. Um, <laughs> I thought that that was interesting enough to talk about. So we still have three more things to talk about for night one. Crazy. One of them is the Raw Women's Championship match, Becky Lynch against Bianca Belair. There is only one thing that needs to happen here as far as I'm concerned, which is that they need to undo SummerSlam and the fact that they did this whole Bianca Belair can't win the title back thing by having Bianca Belair win the title back. Just do it. I don't fucking want to swerve. I know a lot of people are getting tense about, oh, she looked strong heading into Mania. Maybe Becky Lynch is going to actually beat her. It's going to be ha-ha. Just put the belt back on Belair. So, 
first of all, I think it's crazy that the company has preconditioned people to a point where whomever looks strong, regardless of the scenario, whomever looks strong on the go home show, people are just like, oh, that's it. They're fucking losing. But I'm going to say that even though I think Bianca winning is the obvious outcome, I don't. Becky winning isn't that bad of a move to me. Like, it's it's not like Bianca's had a terrible, terrible go of it since she's come to WWE. It's not like they're putting Becky against Liv Morgan again. You know? Bianca is set forever because of what she did last year, and she's just in that upper echelon now. I think there's a world where Becky can win. And it's not the end of the world. That that being said, I think Bianca is the best suited winner of this match. And regardless of what they did going into it, uh, Bianca needs to win. And they can do hair versus title uh, or something like that at, at a Backlash. Because we're going to get it again at Backlash. It's definitely happening again <laughs> at Backlash. That does make me a little bit scared that maybe they do some kind of fuck finish here and it's like Becky loses by DQ and then that is how they get the Bianca thing and then it's, well, you know, you need to give me something too, so if if I put the title on the line at Backlash, you need to put your hair on the line. It does make me a little bit nervous, to be honest. I think that it's... I'm, I'm pretty convinced Bianca's gonna win the championship. That seems to be the... The, the smartest, safest approach, and they usually get these kind of decisions right. They did last year with the Sasha Banks one. This is basically going to be their second go-around, the crowning achievement. And maybe this is the one that's going to stick a bit more permanently for Bianca. But overall, I think this has been well-built. Bianca has been pretty much undefeated since around about Survivor Series time. And has just been beating every other person on Raw that's been put in front of her. Becky's been great on the microphone. She's been more of the character work rather than the in-ring side of things. But in-ring, she's been good as well. I mean, she got a, a decent match out of Lita at uh, Crown Jewel, so she's doing a on Crown Jewel Elimination Chamber. So she's doing so she's doing very good stuff as well. And they've out of the two women's title matches, it's definitely the best build out of those ones so it's gonna be the better match I, too <laughs> yeah yeah it'll definitely be the better match as well like these two can work really well bianca's gonna be even more they've added the animosity with the hair cutting stuff as well and yeah i think this is gonna be physical it's gonna be aggressive and they know they know by rights they should be the main event of this show but they won't be they'll probably be the opener or somewhere or slotted somewhere They're in the middle absolutely being the opener of the show yeah. i think I yeah. fully expect it to be the opener, <laughs> yeah. And, they, no, and, they, no. and they're going to take it with the same attitude that Undertaker and Batista took to WrestleMania 23, which is basically, we should be the main event with a better match, and we're just going to show it, and then everyone's going to leave thinking, wow, this should have been the main event after looking at what happens with the other match we have to talk about. Number two doesn't yeah. talk about number one. <laughs> mm. but, I, but I agree 100% with that take, and it's it almost adds intrigue to me. That they're doing them on the same night, and I'm glad they are. I'm glad they didn't go, well, let's separate them, because now you get that kind of competitive fire of, well, fuck them. Let's not even let them get the chance to steal the show, because we'll just 
take it out from under them, and nobody's going to care about what Ronda and Charlotte do. I mean, admittedly, neither women's match is main eventing this show, but we'll talk about yes. that when it gets yes. to That is absolutely correct. <laughs> That's why I went Raw Women's Championship match, because we're going to go SmackDown yeah. Women's Championship match, and then we're going to go to go the other one. <laughs> yeah. the but, but, but yeah, I think, I think this is going to be good. I think... I think this is gonna. It might not be up to the level of Banks and Belair from, because it's it's that's almost a perfect match, so it's really hard to level up to that one. But I think this will be comparable at the very least. These two are great workers; they'll be totally fine. Yeah, I have no doubts that they're gonna steal the show and that they're gonna put in a damn good match. My issue with this is just shit. You shouldn't have done it already. Like. Yeah, they yeah. Sh- they should have they should have it should have just been SummerSlam and then there should have been a break mm-hmm. between that. Like they shouldn't have. I understand they shouldn't have touched, but they shouldn't have had multiple matches between now and then. Maybe they had one rematch where Becky cheats to win, but then Bianca have Bianca Becky take Bianca out with an injury angle. Bianca comes back at Survivor Series, then has to build her way back up the way that she did, and then you're golden at that point. You have but, Becky cost uh, Belair the Royal Rumble or something, so it just keeps yeah. building this idea of she does not want to fight Belair. Like, this is not... And I don't think that she should have beaten Belair in 20 seconds anyway. I think that no, that was no, poorly yeah. done. But, like... Because that, that, that kind of, like, then why would she want to face... Why wouldn't she want to face her again? She's beaten her in six seconds. She knows she can beat her. And mm-hmm. like, So, you know, you know, it's... um Yeah, it's not been perfect by any stretch of the imagination. It, never, it rarely is, but... They'll again. It's one of those things where it's not as much shutting your mind off to everything that's happened beforehand, but you kind of have to just take the match itself for what it's worth, which will be good, good to great. I'd say. I'll so, say. Well, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going to transition. I was going to say. I'll say this. I think WWE might be tempted to have Ronda and Becky do a stare off. Both of them titles on the Raw after Mania. But I think ultimately the plan is to have Bianca lose the title to Charlotte Flair at SummerSlam. And I think Bianca gets it here to set that up. Why do you think uh, Flair is doing a Mania then for next year? But I think Flair's doing it next year at Mania. Because you're thinking Belair wins the belt here and then drops to Charlotte at SummerSlam? So yeah. more than likely, Flair goes into Mania next year as champion. With, right? with the other champion, yeah. And then I don't know who she would face. But, like, I think Flair has made it abundantly clear she wants Ripley and Bianca next. And I think that she'll get that. There is a chance that maybe Charlotte is heading into Mania next year and fighting Raquel. That's right. That- I, I personally think, I think next year's WrestleMania is Bianca and Charlotte. And I think Bianca will be champion by that point as well. Well, as we've already discussed, it's not I think Bianca. I, 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 SummerSlam and <laughs> yeah. I, I think that really to establish Bianca, not to, again, it's not like Bianca isn't established. She's definitely like one of the top star, female stars in the company. But it's just a case of, I think, to fairly establish her or something that she can have over everybody else in the company. I think she should beat all four horsewomen at WrestleMania. I mean, she's got one down. If she beats Becky, that's another one. So, yeah. And to be fair, you you might not even have to go that far. Yeah. You might not even have to go that far. It's a case of she's already beaten Bailey multiple times. She's beaten, well, after this, she will have beaten Becky. She hasn't beaten Becky yet. 
or at least not one on one. She's already beaten Sasha one on one. I don't think she's beaten Charlotte one on one. I know they've had matches, but I think they've all ended in like DQs and countouts and stuff. Yeah, I think that Charlotte might have even won their match on NXT. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, she definitely won her, their match on NXT. Yeah, because Charlotte was champion at that point. Or, or actually, she was going into uh, WrestleMania to fight Ripley. So, yeah, she definitely wouldn't have lost that match. So, so yeah, if if there is still that little asterisk of Bianca's yet to beat that one four-horse woman, you save that for WrestleMania, have Bianca beat her there as well. I mean, there's uh, there's not much of a precedent that shows that they are thinking about next year's WrestleMania outside of the idea of, can we please get The Rock? <laughs> so <laughs> I don't think that they are factoring that in, but I would love it if they went in that kind of direction, because not only would it prove that they would be thinking about things ahead of time, but I think that they need to put a stamp on Bianca. And I think that they shouldn't do the type of thing where it's like, oh, let's have Becky retain and then we'll have the title change at Backlash, so that way it's a bigger deal because we won't have all the title changes on WrestleMania, and fuck you, it's just going to be whatever. Like, I hope they don't do kind of bullshit well, like that. Well, they think they have two things stamped for WrestleMania 39, which will again transition into the next point, which is they have the Rock thing with Rowan Reigns, wanting to have that, and then, or at least if all rumors of belief, we have Becky versus Ronda. Yeah, which, uh, this is a good transition to say, not only would I not give a shit about that, I do not give a shit about Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey because we've seen it twice before. And the feud, you could say what you want about the feud between Becky and Bianca being disappointing and how they went about a couple things. At least it's a fucking feud because Charlotte and Ronda, goddamn, man, they are just half. They're not even half assing this. They're quarter assing it. This was Ronda saying, I won the Royal Rumble, I could pick Becky, but I'm not, I'm picking Charlotte. And then since then, Ronda, she can't cut a fucking promo. I don't know what's going on with this, but every promo they've written for her is garbage. And then Charlotte's has been they've just... Scripted her to be, hold on. They've scripted her to be a baby face, and she don't work that way. She, she needs a mouthpiece. Why... I don't hey, think she can hey. cut a heel promo. Heyman said he's signed for years. You put her with a Heyman, put her with whatever the fuck you need to do. Or just literally have her not cut a promo and just have her be Ronda Rousey. And that's the mainstream name. And that's all you fire can care about anyway. But like, God, this match just feels so circle jerky to me where it's like they wanted Flair versus Rousey at Mania and they're doing it because they wanted to do it. And it's happening because those are the names on paper that makes sense. It doesn't fucking matter if we've done it before. You'll watch it again because it's Ronda Rousey as Charlotte Flair. What else are you going to do, fucker? Stop being a bad fan. I oh. hate this. I could not care less about this feud. And every time that they do something to try to build up to it, it actually makes me less interested. Like, I don't know what's going on with SmackDown, but the writing team, at least for that brand, Three weeks in a row, they had an angle with somebody do something backstage with a car, and one of them was Rousey and Flair, which we saw the last time. Like, That's why, why did they do it again? Because they like the the car bit with them. What is up with the car bit? Why is it like, oh, we don't know how to build Rousey versus Flair unless we have them fight on a car? What's well, a callback to the? It's a callback to the um the. Uh, uh, 
two the, years the, ago the, or three yeah, years the, ago. The, the yeah, the fight in the car that they the, the fight in the police car and all that other stuff, which took place leading into WrestleMania 35. Yeah, but I mean, like that's not even that's not worth what, to him, is what he's Yeah, saying. like doing something that says "Remember the thing that we did before that was better." We're gonna do it worse. Remember that? It just makes me go. This is worse. And also, I've fucking seen it. Like that's terrible marketing in my mind. Uh, allow me another tangent because this this whole thing as tony has said is i'm not gonna pick you because i want to get it under becky's skin and like given what we've seen with triple h recently and biggie and you know the the report that they were going to do something with the nwo this year but unfortunately the passing of scott hall the idea of not and to go back, the induction of Vader, the idea of not doing something when you have all parties available to do it and just not doing it because there's always next year really angers me. Remember this when next year we're not getting The Rock versus Roman Reigns. <laughs> because I don't know why you wouldn't just go Becky, Ronda. That's the match that they have been building to for years. Why the hell are you going to, well, that's what we'll save for next year. What if next year they're not able to do it? That's why you never got a four horsewomen versus four horsewomen. Because you waited too long. Undertaker Sting. Undertaker Sting, because you waited too long. You know, that's my personal gripe with this. The build to it is what it is. I'm sure this match will be fine. Maybe even good. I've enjoyed Charlotte just being like, I don't know, what do I do after this? She's literally in her interviews. She's been saying things like my, I mean, if you read through the lines, she's like, well, my, uh, my title reign's been kind of shit. I haven't really done anything. I'm glad I but fought Naomi because she's my you're friend. Not remember that. Yeah, you're not going to remember any of this because at WrestleMania I'm dropping the title and nobody fucking cares anyway. That's like wow. Okay, <laughs> I admire her for being honest. You know, but that's also why I don't have any confidence this match will be any good. Because she's just going to sandbag. Yeah. Well, it's not like she doesn't have previous for this type of thing. Charlotte is someone who wears her emotions on her sleeve quite a bit. And even though she comes across with this kind of like ice queen type demeanor, when it's actually in the match in the heat of the moment, she will do what she needs to do in her own mind. And Ronda, Ron, Ron, let's let's this way. Ronda will, if if it gets down to a point where Ron, Charlotte tries something with Ronda, Ronda will legitimately kill her in the ring like because Ronda can fight and Charlotte can't but that would I think that there's a possibility that like that maybe that's what they want me to believe going into it so I'm a bit more I'm more going into this one hoping for a car wreck more than I am actually a good match just I feel like it'll be entertaining for me and yeah the the, the main goal is to get the title on Ronda Ronda will hold it for a year until she fights Becky and then we see what happens whatever happens there and yeah, it just means to it means to an end, really. I Maybe don't they think want you to think it's a car wreck because they really like those two fighting with cars. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know how good this is going to be. R- Ronda on her A game a few years ago was 
great. I don't think that any of the matches that she's had with Charlotte Flair have been particular. some of her best ones. The match of Survivor Series ended in a DQ, and I can't remember much that happened up to that point. Kendo the match sticks. of WrestleMania. Yeah. Hmm? Didn't they just, like, smack each other a lot with kendo sticks? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that was the ending part of it, yeah, where Charlotte got herself intended disqualified. Uh, the main event of WrestleMania 35, I think, is a, it was a complete disappointment. And I, yeah, I, I don't, knowing the two people that are involved in this match, I'm personally, I think that Charlotte's in-ring work is declining. And or it, it it depends very much how motivated she is. If she's really motivated to have a great match, then she has a great matches. I don't know whether she will be as motivated as one because, frankly, it's someone who's come in after being away for so long and spent half the time that she was away shitting on WWE fans <laughs> to come in, win the Royal Rumble, and then just take her title belt after Charlotte's done, in her own words, jack shit with it. I don't think she's going to be too happy about that situation. Especially if she's not the main event. Yeah, and there's also, well, and, and also the, the difference between now and what happened three years ago, there's an alternative out there, an alternative that has her fiancé in it. So take that what you will. Don't think that Charlotte, don't think Charlotte, it, just because it's Charlotte Flair and how many titles she's won in WWE, won't have be looking at the other side of things. There's also the chance that the Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair match, I mean, Charlotte even said the whole number one doesn't talk about number two thing. There's still a feud going on there. And if that ends up being great, that could get in her head and it could end up being like, well, we got to prove that we're better than that. And I got to whatever. Then they just stumble around and let's try this move. And then, oh, it didn't work out. And we don't, we're not communicating because Ronda doesn't know how to communicate in the same way. And, you know, then there's frustration because it's like, well, why is Ronda Rousey not following my lead? And then, you know, like there, there could be a lot of a mess here. I'm less looking forward to this match, which arguably should be one of the absolute biggest matches than I am about, to be perfectly honest, and this sounds ridiculous, and some people are going to be like, oh my god, your credibility is going out there. I care more about the Usos and Rick Boogs and Nakamura. Yeah, see, again, I have to point this out again. I really haven't jumped off the deep end as far as you have. And, like, that that's fair. I've talked to you off-air, and mm-hmm. you're just, like, you're just not feeling it. Yeah, like, I am going to have more fun, I expect, with Boogs saying Boogs than probably anything with the Flair and Rousey match. And I don't want anybody going, oh, it's because it's the women. No, I want this to be better. (laughs) And it's just not, you know? I do think, and you guys have changed my mind throughout this whole conversation, I think there's a strong pitch made that these two have to go on last. I don't think they should. I think the other thing that we still have yet to talk about should, but I think that they make a strong, strong pitch. Put it, put it this way. If the thing that we're about to talk about doesn't go on last, then by the time that this match happens, the crowd is dead. There'll be, yep. well, there'll be, well, the crowd will be dead and it will also be a, a few thousand a lighter, lighter a, few, yeah. a few thousand lighter <laughs> than it was, uh, than it was prior to it. There's something to be said about the idea that I mean, we're all going around to Rousey wins, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You too, Rob? Yeah. yeah. Okay, just to put that out there. There's something to be said that they put up those giant banners and the dead center thing is Stone Cold Steve Austin. So, There's something to be said that Peacock has the links already available for Night 1 and Night 2. 
Night two is headlined by Roman and Brock. Night mm-hmm. one is headlined by Steve Austin and Kevin Owens. How weird is it going to be if we legitimately have the main event of WrestleMania is a promo? Well, okay, so now we get into the interesting debate, which is the thing that Rob's been talking about for ages. Does this end with a big promo segment where they just talk to each other for a little while and it gets to the point where Owens or Austin, they get in each other's face, slap each other, whatever you want to do to get himself animated. A referee runs down, bell rings, stunner, one, two, three, Austin's final match, gets that big final blow-off pop, and the crowd goes home happy seeing Austin having won his probably the final match of his career. I think there's a match here. If if it does go on the main event, I see that as the most likely outcome. But who knows, really? They haven't they haven't called it a match, even though there is the, the way they're promoting it with the idea this is the first time that Austin's came back in nineteen years, when really it's not even the first time he's come back in nineteen months. <laughs> and well, it's like, just... more than them, because they fabricate everything. Austin's playing along and he's like, I'm in ring shape and this is for me and I want to have a match. But but that's the thing that's going in my head is if if he's happy it's a match and like Owen's booking it as a priority match and he does want to have a match, why aren't they calling it a match? And the, the only reason I can think the reason why they're not calling it a match is because it's not going to be a match. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and then was, that way yeah, they can yeah. say, why are you all upset that it's a match? We never said it was going to be a match. We said Kevin Owens is going to host the KO show and Steve Austin will confront him. And but they I, can have them get physical and not call it a match. They could have what I'm expecting. I think Kevin Owens is going to come out. He's going to say, Texas sucks. Boo. My guest for the KO show is Stone Cold. Stone Cold's going to come out. He's going to say, hey, you motherfucker, blah, 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 blah. Not motherfucker, but you know what I mean. It'd be great if he just turned into uh, Jim Cornette's motherfucker. But um, he's going to talk trash about Kevin Owens. Owens is going to get physical with him. And then Austin is going to hit a stunner. Owens is going to roll out of the ring. Austin's going to catch a couple beers and drink them. I think at yeah. most we're going to get the two of them brawling a little bit more and Austin's going to hit the stunner and then it's going to be that. This is going to be at least like a 25 minute brawl. Oh no, I think it might be a 20 minute promo. <laughs> with, with a five minute with a 35 second fight or something. Yeah. I really Again. think that they are looking at this as Austin's Austin. They're watching Austin do Austin. They're getting what they want. It doesn't need to be a match. People just want to see a stunner and for him to drink beer. Well, fundamentally put it this way, the reason why night one is sold out and night two still got a little bit to go is because of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold's the ticket mover. Do you have them say, well, fuck it, I don't want to talk to you, I want to fight you, and I'll kick your ass tomorrow night, stunner... And then they have a match. And then it's... Now we have a hook for night two. 
because but it's, but it's the last it's the last minute like how many tickets they think they can sell in less than 24 hours but that's been my whole argument with this is they've really just left so much money on the table by not saying it's a match i mean sean reported it as they're talking to him about a match austin's promoting a match bret hart is out here doing interviews about I'm rooting for Steve Austin against Kevin Owens. What? I what are we doing here? I think everybody's just falling for it. Falling for what? They're the, they're giving they're giving it to you. They're not. It's not like okay, we're really trying hard to read between the lines. The man is saying he's getting in ring shape. Yeah, but in ring shape doesn't mean a match. I think that they're I, doing they're skirting the line as close as they possibly can to get everybody to go. Austin's fighting at uh, Owens at WrestleMania. My God, I got to tune in. And then a little bit of gotcha and a little bit of, but we never said it was a match. So you can't be mad at us. We're talking about a company. Look at it this way. A company that their promotion for WrestleMania this year was stupendous is a word that people don't really know all that much. And that'll be an earworm. And then you look at the way that this card is and it's, well, that's on paper. That's whatever. If we say it's a big deal, it is. And we're talking about a company that has been ruthless with this whole budget cut means whatever. We just need to, we are a company. We are not a creative organization. We are churning out content. I think that they are dangerously in this mindset of whatever we say goes and if you don't buy into it, you're a fucking idiot. We know what we're doing. We've been doing this for decades. You know what, though? But I, I like. And and maybe maybe they're just thinking like like you're saying, but. Doesn't that just all go back to your you've left so much goddamn money on the table? Like, I wouldn't be surprised. And this is even more petty, but I wouldn't be surprised if they're not calling it a match just so that they can headline without having lied to the women that they're headlining. <laughs> like, oh, you had the last match, technically. Yeah, that's funny. I mean, two years ago, we had uh, a dark match with Big Show and Drew McIntyre, so... <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> point, listen, it's going to be great. I love Austin. I think KO is awesome. Kudos to all of them. And we still have another freaking night of wrestling to talk about. <laughs> That's where like some of those things comes in where it's like, if you have the KO show thing and it's Steve Austin and you had all the other matches where like, that seems like you've built this up well and it's the best possible match, then you wouldn't be hearing me complain about it. But when you end up saying, okay, well, this isn't as good as it could be, but whatever. And then this is terrible, but whatever. And this is, uh, this is kind of weak, but then this is what, I, then it's like, all right, the sum of its parts mania is not looking all that great and my, night two looks better to me because at least with night two we got a couple things that hasn't been done before and we've got a couple things that i think are slightly been built better one of those not necessarily uh the case the match that i think if anything does go on the pre-show for night two without adding something would be the women's tag team championship fatal four-way that is Carmella and Queen Selena Vega, a tag team who won the titles because fuck it. What are they up to? I don't know. We want to turn Nikki ASH heel, so let's drop the titles and put it on those two. And then have no tag teams. 
but we don't want to do the women's battle royal, so let's just make tag teams and go with that. Sasha Banks and Naomi. Then we got Live for Brutality. Bless their hearts. Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley are really just like, we actually like this, so I hope that they win. And then you've got the Queen of Hearts and the Queen of Spades, Natalia and Shayna Baszler, which they should have some kind of, I don't know, uh, some kind of poker card playing theme for their tag team name. Uh, what's it called if you get like uh, like queens of everything or something? Is that like a hand? A terrible at poker. This whole show is what? a royal flush. There you go, royal flush. They're the royal flush team or something. But uh, I think they need to have the titles change hands here. And it's not just because they did the whole Carmella and Zinni Vega arguing thing. I think that they just need to drum up some interest. And it's either going to be Banks and Naomi or it's Morgan and Ripley. And I'm hoping that it's Morgan and Ripley. I think that they'll do more with those titles. I think this will all depend on who wins the Royal Women's Championship match. Because if Becky happens to win, then they need Rhea. Uh, It's hard to get super excited for this considering the build and the fact that it's for titles that nobody cares about. But at least you're going to get to see Tasha Banks and Naomi against Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan portions portions of this match, so that'll be the best part of it. And Baszler, get involved. Uh, Titles should change hands. They've done nothing to really protect Selena and Carmella going into this, so I don't see why it wouldn't change. I think Ripley and Morgan are the best tag team out of the four. They have seem to have the best chemistry, and there seems to be a groundswell of support behind them, which... Is unsurprising considering how many stands Liv Morgan has. But it's hard to really look past Sasha Banks and Naomi just because Sasha's a big deal. And it's kind of it, it's kind of bad that she's it's bad for both of them considering what they were doing prior to well, what Sasha was doing last year at WrestleMania and what Naomi's been doing for the past X number of months with Sonya Deville that they're just thrown together and put into this tag team match when they both probably could be doing something more memorable. But neither here nor there, I think that they will probably go with Banks and Naomi to win just because they're the bigger names. This comes down to who gets the bigger pop. I think Banks and Naomi get the bigger pop. Personally, I think... Morgan and Ripley should win just because I think it's time for Morgan to win something. But I think Banks and Naomi are the safer bet. But I, I, it's hard for me to really cheer this on because it's like these belts don't mean anything. You know? Well, I also say that I think it's um, I think Ripley is uh, going with Belair moving forward for the title. So I, th- I think she should. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, in doing, they've been building that up anyway because they've had like this um, test of strength thing during that elimination <laughs> chamber thing and all this other stuff. So those two have been trying to one up each other. So I don't know whether Ripley will go full heel for that rivalry, but I think they're going to feud over the championship at least in the short term afterwards. So, and there doesn't seem to be any real direction for Sasha and Naomi immediately out of WrestleMania. The only option would be that 
Sasha goes after Ronda. But I don't see that happening straight away. I think they'd save that for SummerSlam or something. So, yeah, have Sasha, Sasha and Naomi hold the tag titles until then. You mean to tell me that you don't think that they're going to go with uh, Bianca Belair? Can she hit the KOD on Dewdrop? <laughs> well, that <laughs> is did. really stuck in your craw, huh? Fuck that, that man. Oh, they'll, I, they'll, have a, they'll have a title match sometime. They'll have the title match probably before the one before SummerSlam will be Dewdrop against Belair. And I just, just love that Tony brings that up every time. Because they did it. Like six times, and each time they're like, "Can it happen?" Oh my god, I can't believe she did it! And it's like, "Yeah, she did it fucking last week." God damn it! Like we we don't all have short term memory loss going on here. What is happening? It just reminds me of the thing with um that footage of Michael Cole saying, "I swear to God, I've never seen Batista do the thing," <laughs> and it's like, "Yeah, you did." Like, <laughs> I just hate that so much. So I'm hoping that it's Morgan and Ripley. Uh, Banks and Naomi are the safer bet. Poor Natty and Shayna, they're just like, they're not winning. And, um, well, last year, wasn't it Natty and Tamina that won the Fatal 4 way to go against Baszler and Jax? Like, yeah, you never even know, though, never say never. Even though it was like abundantly clear that squad. it shouldn't have been, it should have been the Ride Squad, yeah. But yeah, I mean, this match ultimately is four titles that don't matter. That's why they didn't have a single tag team in the division other than the champions, which aren't even a real tag team. And then they were like, scramble. Okay, well, this one and that one, that one and that one. It's so weird to me that they had Nikki A.S.H. and Dewdrop together and they didn't put them in the match as well. And that they didn't have like Zia Lee and Aaliyah who were like, Zia Lee oh, went yeah. to help out Aaliyah. And it was like, you just, just ignore them too. And like, if you're going to have a clusterfuck, just throw more people in there. It's already a clusterfuck. Just do it, you know? So I think it's kind of weird. You got freaking Nikki Bella being like, the Bella, you never know, never say never. Anything can happen in WWE. And I'm like, "Good, there's four days left. But are you really still teasing that you might wrestle at WrestleMania? Well, she still thinks Vader is going to be in the Hall of Fame. So, you know, oh. that's a different story. <laughs> You think she's realized it by now? I think somebody's told her. Yeah, I think the whole world has. And then that she's just kind of like, fuck, how do I address that? <laughs> you know. Anyway, yeah. let's move on here. Uh, here's a match that has maybe even the weakest build of them all as far as just uh, this is happening because that Omas is going and beating up a bunch of people here and there. And he's just like, I'm dominating. I need to fight somebody. And Lashley comes out, doesn't say a word, just eventually knocks him down with a shoulder block. And they point at the scene, the sign. This is awesome. <laughs> I, I love this. Really? This is, yeah, this is as pro wrestling as it gets. Big guy. Faces bigger guy. Who's going to win? You you don't need more <laughs> than what they gave you. Like, I, I, I got to say this. It's not as good as Roy's making out. But I was I thought the build for this is better than the Edge and AJ Styles build. So. I might have to agree with him. Because so, this, this yeah. is appropriate to their characters. I'm dominating. Okay, Lashley was away with injury, but he's the dominator. Put him in the match. That's that's as old school WWE as it gets. 
the part of me that writes out fantasy booking and stuff and just goes, man, if you spent five minutes thinking of something you could do better, just makes me go, that's it. You just go and you have them knock them down on the week before Mania. I mean, yeah, say say what you will about Omos's matches and Omos's ability, which is definitely not great, and he's just been beating up jobbers. All you have to do is have Bobby Lashley come out, knock him down after he hasn't been knocked down basically his entire WWE career, and now Lashley is a huge baby face, and everyone wants to see him beat up Omos. Frankly, it's just the, this was it, it, as... it is it is genius in its simplicity. If they'd have actually tried to give this a build, it would be way worse and way less engaging than it actually is. To be fair, I never would have booked this match to begin with. Are you really? I would have. I would have. Yeah. Yeah. Because no. this, this is this is what you're gonna do. You're gonna have almost beat up Lashley for a bit. Then Lashley's gonna slam him. Hell yeah! And he's gonna spear him, and he's gonna make him tap out. Or he's going to make him pass out or tap out to the hurt lock because that's all Omos is there for now. Because Omos has clearly shown that he can't elevate himself to another level because he just doesn't have the ability to do so. He doesn't have the promo ability, he doesn't have the presence. But what he can be is the mountain of a man who hasn't been knocked down, he's beaten everyone in front of him. And then you have Lashley beat him. And now Lashley's, well, Lashley doesn't need to be positioned as a main eventer, but it makes him a babyface main eventer. And, and then, and then it's fair, him against Roman at some point. To be fair, this is on paper. Uh, go with me here. When you have a giant like a Omos or like a giant Gonzalez, you go. That looks like a cool visual with the Undertaker. It's the same thing here. Oh, these two big guys—they look good standing in the ring together. Put them in a match. Yeah, I'll t- tell you one thing. Uh, Lashley slamming Omos in this match is going to get as big a reaction, maybe even bigger than most other things that's going to happen on this show. Absolutely. Isn't that sad? Yeah. <laughs> but that's, but that's, but that's, that's, that's the thing. Like, again, we are fans, or I, I can't speak very well. We all, we all have our own different taste proclivities, but we do like good technical wrestling fun matches like just like matches that go 20 plus minutes and stuff like that but realistically there's a lot of fans out there that just like to see some two big guys bash into each other for three minutes and someone picks what the other one up slams him and wins that is that's what goldberg's career was entirely built upon and And everyone fucking loved goldberg and as much as we say there's no such thing as a casual fan anymore yada 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 like i think you're underestimating the amount of people that are going to tune into WrestleMania just because, Hey, uh, I'm having a WrestleMania party or Hey, like you want to just watch WrestleMania? Like there is that element and people are going to go nuts to see this big dude get slammed by another big dude that can actually slam him, even though he's seven foot tall. That's where I just go though. But that casual fans not going to stick around. And you no, might pop they don't give them, a fuck. and <laughs> you get that one night where the people that are joining their friend who paid for it because the friend has the Peacock subscription, and they're the ones that are the recurring fans that actually give you the that, money all the time. That's where I say you need to capitalize on something like this Cody thing to transition into more full-time fans, but this match is not for that. This match is so casual fans can go, wow, that was cool when the big it's, dude slammed the big dude. It's a moment match. It's this, it's this, it's this WrestleMania's Hogan and Andre. Yeah. Wow, that's sad. <laughs> yeah, well, 
That's what it is. This is this is Cesaro slamming Big Show over the top of the rope with the in the thing in in the slamming the Great Khali at WrestleMania twenty three. Yeah, this is this is they all well I don't say always, but there is typically a match at WrestleMania that is built around this thing. It is big dude gets slammed by a slightly smaller dude. Last year was built around big dude throws around smaller dudes and lets the other small dude jump off of his shoulders so they can win the belts. This year for Omas, it's big dude versus other big dude. I'm not totally sold that Lashley will win. Same here. But I'm a, I, I, I think I'm so convinced Lashley's going to win this one. It's if just... Lashley wins here, I'm I'm leaning towards him, but I'm not fully convinced. Same here. <laughs> if if Lashley wins here, then it's clear that they've given up on Omas. But if Omas wins here, then they still see little bits of potential in him. I, I don't think it's weird that they've given up on Omas. Like, what's Omas going to do at this point? He's not going to fight Roman Reigns for the title. He's not going to. I don't think he's going to win the United States Championship. He might, but that's like I don't. I think they see him, even if he loses this match. I think they see him above the United States title. He can just carry the twenty four seven title and never lose it. Yeah, I think. Well, I think that could, he can do that either like, way. His role. I think that he loses this match to Lashley. They take him off TV for a while, and he comes back as someone's heavy again. So no, the rational mind says we've had a full year of Hamas. He hasn't gotten that much better. His ceiling, eh, funny enough, his height, he's already pretty much reached it. We can't do much more than that. But, I mean, they just sacrificed Commander Aziz, and that was partially just to build this matchup or whatever like that. But I'm like, all right, well, Commander Aziz, at this point, he's getting released after WrestleMania. I'm fully convinced of that. You put it this way, Commander Aziz hasn't won a single match on WWE TV. He's barely even wrestled any matches, yeah. too. He's just been... It's weird, because it's like he's just hanging out with Apollo Crews, mm-hmm. and he's not even doing anything with Apollo Crews. He's just there. And it's they sacrificed him for Omas. It makes more sense in the grand scheme of things, if they're really thinking ahead, and they're thinking in advance. Omas is not going to be somebody who's going to be around for the next 10 years, that they're going to make this multi-time world champion who's going to be a crossover star and all that. It's just not happening. So if you put Bobby Lashley in this scenario and he beats Omos and you keep him on that babyface train, he is a legitimate, solid fighter to go up against Roman Reigns. Hmm. That makes perfect sense to do that for WrestleMania Backlash or for uh, what's happening after Backlash. I'm forgetting now. I think it's Money in the Bank, Bank. SummerSlam. That, they could go any, anytime. Yeah, because I'm assuming sense. that Drew McIntyre is going to be the next up. And then after you do that, then you go with... Oh, it's Hell in a Cell is next. So they do Drew McIntyre at Backlash. They do probably Drew McIntyre again at Hell in a Cell. And then they do Lashley at Money in the Bank or something like that. And Omos just kind of fades away. And that's it. But it's WWE. They could very easily just be like, and Omos beats Lashley because we don't want him to lose yet. And ah, it's Bobby Lashley. He's won the championship twice. We could just say he's a former champion and that's why he's whatever. So I'm not sold that Lashley's winning. I am leaning more towards Lashley, but I'm just like, ah, man, it's another match where I'm like, he didn't care to try. It's just, he did a shoulder block. I think I'll, I'll I'll round it off. Well, I'll round my part at the very least off with this. So talking about why this match 
should be on WrestleMania and why the build doesn't need to be super spectacular. Um, so that earlier about Omos versus Commander Aziz that happened on Raw a couple of weeks ago. I was going to say that, so go ahead. Do you know how many views that has on YouTube, Tony? Yep. Is that really something that's been doing really well? It has nearly 3 million views. That week. And it's been on, it's been on there for two weeks. That week on Monday Night Raw. What, what was the date, Cal? Uh, 14th of March. So for that week, Tony, that dwarfed the rest of the views. That, like, the, the closest thing up to it, that had 604,000 views by the next day. And the next thing down was Becky Lynch taking out Bianca with 493. There were, like, Rollins was even lower than that with 465. Like, that match was viewed immediately by more people as casual people. That's what I was getting at when I said people care about this match. Yeah. So about the, the handicap match from uh, the previous week, that's a 1.4 million views. Like, he he's a draw. He's a YouTube draw because he is huge. He's big. So, again, you might you might look at that and think, like, wow, well, what a sad state of affairs. And I would be tend to agree, but you can't argue with numbers, unfortunately. Now, see, I'd be more willing to give that the benefit of the doubt and to say then that's okay to just half-ass it if there wasn't two other things on my mind, which is if you can do something better and not half-ass it, you owe it to yourself and the fans to not half-ass it, no matter what it is. Just like, yeah, we really literally, we're at uh, two hours almost for this podcast. I want to make sure that we give you guys a full breakdown. We could have very easily just win, like, Bobby Lashley versus Amos. Who do you think is going to win? Okay, Lashley's probably going to win. Yeah, okay, whatever. AJ Styles versus Edge. Some people do that, and that's it. And I'm like, that's not good enough. I don't like that. So part of me is like, you could have done better for this. So you should have. But then the other argument for me is, you can't use that argument for everything. And with the overall state of this WrestleMania card, I just go... I can't make an excuse for 11 out of 13 matches or something and just be like, yeah, but the Roman thing is something that's been years in the making. So I'm going to complain about that too in some ways, but like, I can't go, well, you know, they have asked this one and that 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 one and then be like, fuck man. Like, okay, well then the, some of its parts is none of it matters. If you go to a buffet to use my food analogies that I always do, and all of the food is meh, you don't go back to the buffet. It doesn't matter how much you're getting. Quantity doesn't mean quality all the time. My argument for this particular match would be, even if I had a month, I don't know how much more I would do because the beauty is he knocked him down. Now we got to fight. I mean more so. I think that they should have just done something better with both of them. So... I the mean, whole card should be to, rearranged. <laughs> you know? If you go back to Royal Rumble or whatever podcast we did, I'm pretty sure either myself or Callum said, well, if Roman's fighting Lesnar, then Lashley's going to defend against Omas, isn't he? Like, it's there. The, the mindset of the match is there. It's just now it's for not a title, so they can do it even quicker. This is definitely going to be quick. <laughs> I can't expect this being some 15-minute match, you know? 
we spent we spent what a million we times longer talking about it than the actual half. Yeah, yeah, by far. Well, right now I'm leaning towards Lashley winning. I think we're yes, all in the same boat. Yeah. Now you were saying that you like the build of this better than AJ Styles versus Edge, and I can't quite disagree with you. But I will say, at least Edge turned heel. That's something. But once again, this started off with Edge said, "Mania needs me. I want a match." How about it? And Styles went, me. That works. But again, for the problem is that they did this with too many things. Exactly. Yeah. If they just said dream match, AJ Styles versus Edge, and that's the only one of those scenarios, then I go, look, they kind of half-assed it, but at the same time, cool, I want to see the match. Because I think it worked like it worked for Kevin. It works for Edge, for Edge to go, no, no, that's when he needs me. I'm looking to steal the show. Of course, AJ goes, me. Still showed me. Do I think that the heel turn that the heel turn was perfect? No, but I'll give him credit. At least he's like, I'm gonna be heel. I'm gonna be a heel. You're going to not pop for me whatsoever. I, th- I think that the the issue I've had with this match, the build to the match, the, the, I don't have an issue with the match. The match will be great because these two are both great. So. That's the, this bigger issue is the fact that this whole edge heel turn, edge is better as a heel, absolutely. But this whole dark coming out to the ring and pitch darkness, the change in music, the, I mean, I I've always, I was already sick to death of his soliloquy style promos, because I think he thinks he's an actor, and he's not. As <laughs> as as a uh, money plane completely uh, demonstrates, he's not an actor, <laughs> and I think that he it, it, he thinks that he needs to be. He speaks with so much gravitas and power, and realistically, his promos are just a cobbled a cobbled mess of really long words that are meant to sound emotional, which really aren't. And the whole build to this has been Edge hit AJ Styles with Concerto. AJ went away for a while. AJ came back, have a, had a match with Austin Theory. Not was it? Who was it? Actually, oh, it was, it was uh, Seth. Yeah, he had a match with Seth that Edge interfered in. And then they had a backstage promo last week. It's like okay. So my why does AJ come out and beat the shit out of Edge after Edge basically tried to end his career? So my gripe with this is I feel like this is too Monday Night Messiah Rollins where it's just I have seen the light and I'm thinking on a higher brain pattern and like I don't I don't think he needed that. I think he needed the heel turn because the sympathy baby face had kind of run its course. But for him to go the full, all oh, you people, haha, like it's it's too weird. Heel, like you know, mega heel from a blockbuster movie kind of thing, and I, I'm just not feeling that for him. I'm hoping that the bell rings and that it doesn't like what they did with Bianca and Sasha last year, where the bell rings and it just doesn't matter because they can have a great match. That's all we want. It is funny how WWE, after all these years, still thinks that you have to just be like, well, you're a heel, so you need to tell the fans to fuck off. 
Because <laughs> it's like you've seen so many characters come and go, and you've seen this act God knows how many millions of times. Why can't you just have somebody have some layers to them and just he does that to AJ Styles and he comes out and it's just like if anything you do it reactive and you have him be like why are you booing me if I did this to anybody else he'd be cheering me what the hell uh, anyway I'm gonna beat the shit out of Styles and Mania and whatever and let people just boo if they want to boo why do you have to do the whole and also I don't like any of you <laughs> it's like I really think that WWE. I mean, they've been doing this for years, so it's not anything surprising, but I really think that they were just kind of like, we need to play to the lowest common denominator because people are dumb. And if we tell them something's good, they're going to think it's good. If we tell them to forget something, then they're not going to remember it. And if we use the word stupendous, they're going to go nuts because nobody knows what that means. And they're not going to understand that that guy's a heel now unless he says, boo all of you. So I'm disappointed in the edge heel turn because he could have been so much better. But I am at least interested that they bothered to turn him heel. Yeah, I'm just at the point where I'm just looking, waiting for the match and knowing the match that will, will almost certainly be very good. Might be the best match on the entire night too. So the best match of all to both nights. Oh yeah, it could be the best match overall. Like these two are great, and I have no doubt that it's going to be like first time ever. All this stuff, it's it's going to work out. I just didn't really enjoy the build up to it. And that's kind of why I'm okay with the Bobby Lashley Omos stuff is because if they do actually have time to build something, it doesn't make it any better. Yes. Yeah. It, it, it almost makes it worse. It almost I'm almost less excited for this match than I would have done than I was when AJ first came out. And yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. I think that um and and this may be a bit sacrilegious, I'm kind of over edge now at this point. Kind of like, okay, he's been back for a while. He's not redone really anything that I think has been particularly mind blowing since coming back. I'm just okay, he's just a part timer now. I forget when I brought this up. Maybe it was for the Miz stuff. But I was Probably like, was. Does does anyone think that Edge's that return has that just been me that, that feud? Because like he did great shit with Seth in the ring, but the promos for it were wow. He did good shit with Roman. Like, he's done okay, but I think this wasn't the comeback that it could have been. And with a lot of names getting released along the way, it sort of felt like, oh man, this comeback doesn't mean or isn't as special as it could have been in a pre AEW massive release landscape. I mean, I'm still waiting for Edge versus Christian, so, you know. I mean, and there you go. Mm. And where's Christian? I, I think the one, I think we probably all agree, though, that I think Edge is winning this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and he definitely needs to win. This is the first of at least three. I'm definitely thinking this goes to Hell in a Cell. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. But, yeah, this is a Hell in a Cell match. Yeah, I see it. I don't know if it'll necessarily be three. I don't know if they'll fight a backlash. But I do think that they're going to fight a Hell in a Cell. So Edge wins this. Edge loses a Hell in a Cell. Either Styles wins another match in the meantime or something else happens. I don't fucking know. But hey, speaking of a match that's uh, you have a match. (laughs) Vince McMahon goes on Pat McAfee's show and he goes, you want a match? So we got Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory because it's like, well, you know, who's going to fight? I don't know. How about Austin Theory? 
And the feud has basically been Austin Theory going, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I will say, though, I'm more interested in this and some other things because we haven't seen Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory a million times like some of the other things. And what we've seen of Pat McAfee has been pretty good. So I don't anticipate it to be a great match, but eh, there's worse. Yeah, it's, I mean, Pat McAfee, whenever he's been in the ring, has always been entertaining. And so I think that this match would be good because he's very athletic and he does some cool stuff and Austin Fury's. But as far as I've, I don't, I think that he's doing actually decent character work and he is very good in the ring as well. So I'd, I'm, I don't know which way I'm kind of go, leaning for this one. This is, I think this is one of the matches, maybe even the match where I'm so undecided about who's winning. Because I can see benefits on both. Well, I, I can't see any benefit in having McAfee win other than the fact that it's a babyface winning and they might think that, oh, it's the celebrity part-time commentator guy. That should That's fun. We'll have him win. But realistically, the one that stands to benefit the most long-term is Austin Theory. So realistically, he should be the one to win this match. But yeah, it's a, it's a coin toss for me. But I think that it will be it'll be fun. Yeah, this should be a, a fun time. I think we will see McMahon in some capacity here. I think McAfee will win. I think everybody will have a good time. This is the least effective of the outside parties because it's just sort of also your color commentator. And Jerry Lawler had to wait God knows how many years before he got a match at WrestleMania. And this is a lot better than being paired with Michael Cole. So good for McAfee. You know, this this should be fun. This is one of the ones where you just watch, sit back and watch and enjoy it. Now, I will say, I think that you could go either way with this. You either go the babyface wins because it's babyface and it's WrestleMania, or you go with Austin Theory's the actual wrestler, so he wins. And Pat McAfee lost both of his matches, I'm pretty sure, right? I know he yeah, lost. But he was the, also presented as a heel for all of them. True. Uh, so it, this is definitely one of the ones that's harder to pick at the moment. I'm leaning more towards Pat McAfee winning, but I think it also depends on who else wins some other matches on this card. And night two is looking a little baby face heavy to me. So edge winning, of course, I think is uh, one of the heels. I think that there's a good chance that we've got Austin theory winning this because it just makes more sense overall. Like he can get, the actual pin and then just be like, Oh, look at that. He's got something that he can prove to wrestle uh, to Vince McMahon that he scored a win over someone at WrestleMania. And that's, you know, I mean, he made Vince McMahon proud kind of thing. If I were booking it, Austin theory wins, but yeah, it could be interesting. Disappointed about this thing. They had cold feet on breaking up riddle and Randy Orton. And they decided that they were going to put the belts on Alpha Academy and then just never mind RK Bros champions again. Let's just throw the tag teams together. You mean to tell me that RK Bro defending against Alpha Academy and Street Profits is anywhere close to as interesting or as important as Riddle versus Orton would have been? This doesn't matter. RK Bro wins. Yeah, I think that. Um... I, I can't say I blame them for not um, for not putting the trigger on the Orton and Riddle thing because it's going well for them. And 
I think Randy's enjoying it, being part of the team instead. And and I think Randy at this point, regardless of what my opinions about him in the ring are, he's earned the right to basically say, yeah, I want to keep doing this. And then saying, yeah, sure. Uh, so I think that it's fine for them to still be tag team champions. I don't, I'm not entirely convinced about them retaining here. I think it's the most likely outcome, but I could see the Street Profits pinning one of the members of Alpha Academy and becoming champions here. And then you build you you span off into a feud between RK Bro and the Street Profits heading into WrestleMania Backlash, and maybe that starts sowing the seeds for the um, eventual breakup, which might happen at SummerSlam or something. It'll be but, one year on the Raw after Mania since they started. Mm. So... But I, I don't think it's um yeah I, yeah I don't think it's uh, a bad match. I mean they had a triple threat match with two of these teams a couple of weeks ago on Raw, and it's probably the best Raw match of the year so far, and maybe one of the best Raw matches of the last couple of years. So add the Street Profits in for Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins, it probably won't be much if any better, but it will still I'm still imagine this will be a fun match. So I'm looking forward to it, even if the build has not been, again, another case of the build not being spectacular. I hate it. I hate it. This is the best you could do for Randy Orton. Fuck you. This should have been Orton versus Riddle. I understand why. Randy Orton wants... I I would would bet dollars to donuts that Randy Orton wants this match more than he wants to join Riddle. And that's why I'm like, all right, I'll allow it. It just makes me so, like... Ah, Randy could, well, you still have him, you know, he's still a big star, could be doing a little bit more, but I do understand that this is a lot more fun than anything, definitely a lot more fun than wrestling Braun Strowman on that one episode of Raw that he was supposed to, but, uh, you know, I also feel like we saw it, and I could have just enjoyed a little bit more of a build towards a match, like, if you knew you were going with RK-Bro, Build up another team. You know? That's it. That's all I'm asking for. But other than that, yeah, this will be fun. Chad Gable is on the run of his life with the shoosh. I really enjoy the shoosh. It's one of my favorite things in WWE right now. And I think Street Profits are turning heel. I think they might win with some heel tactic. Because they seem to be bothered by the fact that they haven't been in the title picture in a while. If the belts change hands, Street Profits win, for sure. And it's definitely a possibility. I'll be disappointed, though, if they do this whole thing and then they split Orton and Riddle up and have them fight a backlash. Then it's just like, you should have just done it at Mania, you know? I'll grant you that. Let's see. Moving on to what else we got going on here. Yeah, we have two more matches. Okay. This one I actually think is one of those matches that I'm looking forward to quite a bit. To anything goes, Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville. Celebrities are something that you take the good, you take the bad, whatever comes along with them. And Knoxville is obviously, I mean, he's been around for such a long time that he's a household name in some ways, but Jackass Forever has been out. already saw it. Talked about Fantastic. it a little bit. Oh. And it's not as big of a deal as what it used to be, but it's still something. And I am much, much more interested in this than the Logan Paul match. 
mostly because they just they did the right thing. It's anything yep. goes. You have no disqualification, no countouts. You could have the other people in the Jackass crew and get involved. You could do whatever crazy stunts that you have planned and please plan them out. Don't make this anything goes. And it's just that they beat each other up with kendo sticks and they hit each other in the back with a steel chair. That would be so incredibly disappointing. They needs to go for a weapon and like Steve-O just sprays him in the face underneath the ring with something, even if it's just like silly string. It's probably going like, to be the whole Wee Man thing under the ring like they did with Thorns <laughs> You could do that too. I mean, like, there's so much to play with here. I want people jumping off of things. I want people smacking through tables. I want that cattle prod thing to not have that bad sound effect. I want them to go balls to the wall on this. I'll be disappointed if they don't. I mean, Johnny Knoxville has to win. Yeah, but I mean, I like this is fantastic. This should be fantastic. I am shocked at how much this is one of the things across both nights I'm looking forward to. But Knoxville wins in what is hopefully one of the most fun matches on the show. Yeah, uh, credit to Zane. Zane's done a fantastic job building this up, and he he, he does fantastic work. He's not as spry in the ring as he was several years ago, but he's making up for that with his character work. The, him and Knoxville have been building this up on Twitter and online as well as on SmackDown. And yeah, I, the way that Zane is promising this to be a match where you're going to see things that you've never, ever seen in a wrestling ring before and knowing how batshit crazy Johnny Knoxville is in some of the stuff that he does. I think that there could be some really interesting and innovative spots in this match. And you could see if you get other people from Jackass involved in it as well. Maybe Zayn has a couple of tricks up his sleeve as well. I kind of want them to fight around the arena in places. I want it to start backstage with maybe Zayn is coming out for his... um, Coming up the, from the gorilla position. I want the to, giant to, hand. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, he comes up <laughs> from the gorilla position, and he's about to step through the curtain, and the giant hand comes back and swings him in the face, and he falls down the stairs coming out to the ring. Just as one, like, big embarrassment forehead. I think that, yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun if they they can both go to their full potential. The only thing that I feel is at risk is if WWE try and put a dampener on a lot of the ideas that they have. Yeah, I'd go so far as to say I'd be more disappointed if they don't play around with this to its full potential, then I will be if it's not Cody Rhodes. You know, like, this, you brought in the jackass man to do jackass things. You better play around with this as much as you can. It's such an easy, obvious path to go. Just go, okay, well, do stunt stuff. Let's figure out the craziest stuff that we could do as safely as possible. And then you just do it. And then everybody goes nuts and they're happy. (laughs) So if they botch it, they have nobody to blame but themselves. And they, I mean, WWE creative, not uh, Sami Zayn and Knoxville, because I'm sure that they're just like, let's do this and that and that and that. And they probably get their ideas shut down. But Knoxville wins. And that means that we are on the final match, at least as far as what's currently advertised. The quote-unquote biggest WrestleMania match of all time. It's winner takes all. Universal champion, Roman Reigns. No. 
<laughs> versus WWE champion Brock Lesnar. This is the third time that they're fighting at WrestleMania. And it is the, I believe, ninth time that they are fighting overall. Maybe 11th. I'm forgetting which one of those numbers was the right one that I calculated a few weeks ago. We've talked about it for years. For seven years. Roman Reigns has to win. Yep. I'd say that's... I mean, I'm not going to be disappointed if Brock wins because I Brock's will. great. Is it Brock? Brock's great as babyface. Brock. Brock's he's doing better stuff than he's done in a long ass time, but that still doesn't mean he should win in my book. No, no, Roman probably will win. I can't say I'm super as enamored with it because that means Roman's going to be champion even longer and on both not, shows. Yeah, and that's not going to be the most fun either. Like, but yeah, it's the likely position Roman wins Brock goes away for a while comes back building up SummerSlam has a match with whoever but yeah and Roman carries on but I have to give kudos where it's due I think they've built up this match fantastically well absolutely this is the best built match on the show yeah by leaps and bounds and it shows again not that YouTube is the be all and end of everything but they're getting the biggest views of anything going on. These are clearly the two biggest stars in WWE right now, the two people that everyone is, is interested in. And, yeah, this is... Again, it shouldn't be the case that this is the third time around and they haven't built up anybody else to be at these two's level. But essentially, if you're trying to make this WrestleMania as big as as spectacular as you want it to be and have the biggest match be the main event for all the gold these are the two people you have in the main event so so yeah i can't i can't criticize them for putting this match on again it's the it's it's the, the right, it's the right yeah it's the right choice it's the right main event of the entire show and yeah the likelihood is the roman reigns wins carries both belts into whatever they decide to do moving forward with it i mean Let's call a spade a spade here. If you said to me, look, you've got full creative control and you start on January, or not even on January 1st, if you start letting into day one, which obviously none of those things happened the way that it was supposed to, whatever, they backed themselves into a corner. This is the biggest match that they could do because they made it that that's the only scenario. They spent seven years not building other people up. The people that they did build, they left or they got fired. And you have nothing else. So it is the biggest match, but I can still criticize them because in my mind, that's just a failure of what they've done in the past seven years that they have to still keep going to the same thing over and over again. And that they still have to not even, you can't sell WrestleMania on this match still. You still had to put Johnny Knoxville and Logan Paul and Stone Cold Steve Austin. And you thank God you've got Edge. And you've got Pat McAfee going on Vince uh, Vince McMahon going on Pat McAfee's show, and so and Ronda Rousey's on there. Like you still needed to pull out all these tricks to try to sell WrestleMania. So I think that that's just indicative of a failure of seven years worth of guys. It didn't work. Relax, do something different, build up more people. Because at the end of this, Roman Reigns wins, and everybody's going to do the exact same thing that they've been doing. They're going to go. Okay, well, he retains until the next year and he fights The Rock at WrestleMania. So an entire year's worth of both championships until they split the belts because they have to split the belts. They are not keeping the belt on Roman for both 
Raw and SmackDown for an entire year. It's not happening, everybody. Then it's just going to be, okay, well, when do they split the belts? And how do they split the belts? And let's wait until Roman fights The Rock. And I just go like, yeah, on paper, this is the best possible match they could do. And they just put all the eggs in the same basket. Thank God they're not in a situation right now where one of them just got injured because they would be fucked, (laughs) like completely fucked. But I'm just like, uh, it came to this. And I hope they never have another match. I hope that this is the end of it. I'd be cool with it being Brock Lesnar's last match because who else is he going to fight? I think that there's a good chance of that. I don't know how many matches he has on his deal, though. I mean, in answer to that question, who else has he got to fight? Literally anyone that he's not fought before. Who who does he have to fight that wouldn't matter? You know, if they're going to do Brock Lesnar versus Veer, who gives a shit? Does that really matter enough? He puts Moffat, he puts Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll say, say, does it matter enough? I I go with the argument of, I think that any Brock Lesnar match is a must is a must see match, because Brock's great. Brock's probably among, if not the best worker they have. Just because his even though his matches are short and and a lot of move spamming, it's a case of his matches are just more entertaining than most other people's matches are. Brock Lesnar is. Fantastic. I think he's at the peak. The only reason I would say that this might be his last match is because he openly said that he was thinking about uh, the match with Drew being his last match. Yeah, and eventually he's got to hang it up. And this, this is as good a place as any to do it. But, but on his schedule and the money he can stand to make with the company, I think that's... He can, he, it's something that people say until they actually commit to it. Quite frankly, not that they would do it, but you ask who he has to fight, he could also fight The Rock. You know? Like, th- there's money there. Rock's never beaten him. I'm I mean, sure. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's something else as well about the case that there's... Um, Obviously, there's more WrestleManias he could be in. He's got multiple Saudi shows to compete on and stuff like that. I mean, he already owns like half of Canada already. Might as well go go the full hog. How much land does he own in Canada? It's like thousand acres, more than that. I don't even know. But he, yeah, he knows that what schedule he's on. He knows how long he needs to wrestle matches for. I think these are rumors of Brock Lesnar's demise have been greatly exaggerated. He will lose this match almost certainly, but it's a case of he'll be back. WrestleMania 39, he'll be on the card somewhere. I mean, there's more of a chance that he wrestles this match and it's not his last match than he, I mean, that he loses this match and it's not his last match than that he's definitely 100% hanging up the boots and stuff like that. I just think that, yeah, I mean, this is uh, as good of a match to end as you can get. How long do you guys think it's going to go? I don't know because these without without entrances. Yeah, without <laughs> with, with, without with the entrances. entrances when the bell yeah. to bell like kind of thing because obviously the entrances are going to take like two hours. Yeah, half a day. Yeah, I think much. it'll go at least twelve to eighteen minutes. It's interesting because Lesnar obviously has shorter matches, but him and Roman have great chemistry in the ring. Like like some of Roman's best matches have been against Lesnar. The difference has been that this is the first time. At, at least since um, 
since Roman turned heel, that there's actually going to be a positive reaction to it from the crowd. Because 34 was ruined by the fact that Lesnar was the baby face and Lesnar was the heel. No, Roman was the baby face and Lesnar was the heel and everyone hated both guys at that point. 31 was just like, oh, we know where you're going. Yeah. We don't yeah. Want and now everyone's super into Brock as the baby face and they are behind Roman as the heel in terms of they don't, obviously don't like the guy, but that's the point in this one. So they're actually going to, they actually going to have the crowd reaction that they want for this match. So yeah, this is, so they might as well go full on with it. I think it's probably going to go about, I, I'd say Rob's 12 to 18 is a good estimate. I think that's enough time <laughs> for them to have a fun, like money's worth type match but short enough that it doesn't overstay its welcome. I'm looking at cage match right now. When uh, Brock's got a big, important match, that isn't obviously something like Royal Rumble where, you know, it's going to be an hour for the sake of it. He tends to go around 13. So that's right. Yeah. I mean, like um, Goldberg versus Goldberg versus Lesnar from Mania 20, 13 minutes, 48 seconds. You got uh, John Cena versus Brock when he returned at Extreme Rules, 17 minutes and 43. No DQ, Brock Lesnar, Triple H, 1844 at SummerSlam 2012. Uh, Lesnar Taker, WrestleMania 30, 25 minutes, actually. Yeah, that match sucked as well. Uh, That's crazy because Taker was out for like 20 of those minutes. Yeah. I mean, his match of 34 with Roman was 15.55. The Lesnar Cena SummerSlam 2014, 16.06. Like, he does, you know, he doesn't just do the 16-second matches, even though he does a lot of matches that are a minute and a half, two minutes yeah. long, that kind of but thing. But he knows how, but he's an entertainer. He knows how to put on a really great main event match. His match with Lashley at Royal Rumble, 10 minutes, 14 seconds. Uh, Crown Jewel was 12.20. So, I mean, there's a precedent here that if it's a big match like this one, even the Rollins and uh, Lesnar match from SummerSlam 2019, 1325. So there's a good chance that this is around that 15 minute mark and not some five minute two move thing. I mean, it could still be two moves, 15 minutes of two moves, but yeah, I don't think so. If this isn't the best match that they've got, that'll be shocking. But then again, I've said everything that I'm going to say about this feud, so <laughs> I just want Roman Reigns to win. I think Roman will win, yeah. I think Roman will win. I'm not I'm not sold that we don't end this night with The Rock. Uh, so the only other thing I was going to ask was, do you think that we get a Rock stare down? Because I don't think that it's happening. I don't think that... Even, in, even though I've been willing to accept the fact that they're not going to promote Cody coming into this thing and just hope for the best, that people were just excited enough with the anticipation for it, I don't think they would have The Rock show up unannounced on a WrestleMania show. I mean, they're they're leaving a lot of money on the table in many different ways, so it's not the strangest thing. Uh, I don't think they're really leaving that much money on the table. It's that it's they, that they pretty much Pritchard. sold they pretty much sold out both nights. It's that Bruce Pritchard, but we're giving them added value. You know, like that that would be added value. But I, I, I think I think it's, I, it's different when it's the world's. Like most popular actor, <laughs> yeah. Well, also, how do you advertise that without spoiling it? That's true. You yeah, can't you, say the Rock's going to be there because everybody goes, well, "Okay, well, he's going to have something with Roman Reigns." Like you know, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. But like the only thing that you could spoil about that is 
tease that Rock's going to cost Roman the match. Yeah, true. And then if you don't do that, people will be like, oh, you were teasing that, that, you know I mean? So I think that they're in the best case scenario where they don't get anything out of The Rock showing up other than a moment that they can show on Raw. And they could even have it on Raw. They could just have, oh my God, The Rock just popped up or something. That was going to be... That was going to be my final question is do you expect a loaded raw after WrestleMania or do you think it'll just be meh for a few years? The raw after mania was one of the absolute best shows of the year where it was like all these crazy stuff happening. The NXT call-ups are happening. These big returns from like, Oh, this person was injured and they're back after mania. Correct me if I'm wrong. The last Two years were shit. Well, well, one of them had a bit, uh, quite big. Well, the last two actually have had quite big excuses. Yeah, but even still, even still, that they didn't do. I think, if I remember correctly, that they didn't do anything at all last year, and we were like, "Wow, nothing!" Like, not a single tease or something or whatever. I might be forgetting something. If I did, it's at least forgettable. Well, if. At the end of the day, they don't they don't give as much consideration to NXT call ups now, right? And so I don't see that changing because, if anything, there's more people going from the main roster down to NXT than there are people coming up from NXT. So, and I don't see that that balance changing anytime soon at the moment. And the other thing is that, well, if the Cody thing does happen, they'll at least have Cody on. Mm-hmm. No, that is true. You're and so that, pretty... and so that's kind of the big thing that that's the only real big thing they need. I also think that they are very much. We know for a fact that they're like WrestleMania is the brand and it sells itself. WWE is bigger than anything else, and if we just say it's WWE, then that's good enough. They have that mentality, so I'm sure they are at least considering the idea of the Raw after WrestleMania is marketed as the Raw after WrestleMania, and we can say that so many crazy things have happened in the past and you never know what's going to happen. And even if we don't do anything, at least you tuned in because you thought for the three hours it would. And well, next year after WrestleMania, you'll fucking do it again. You know what I mean? Like they could get away with doing that. And of course it's bad morale. It's something that just pisses people off. It's just that, haha, we got you. We didn't have to do anything. And they could even, if they have the Cody thing, be like, well, that was the thing. What are you talking about? We gave you that. And the, the other three hours was just, you know, reiterating what happened at Mania and all that, but we got you the Cody thing. Like, you know, they could do that. So I'm not expecting it to be crazy. I'm not expecting The Rock. I'm not expecting NXT call-ups unless it's Raquel because she's just been completely MIA. I would say this. Oh, and Ciampa. Could be Ciampa, too. Callum said we could have a crazy... Or maybe it was you. who said we could have a crazy world where Cody Rhodes beats Roman Reigns. That sounds like a lot of fun, and if you deliver something like that, you've delivered a successful Raw after WrestleMania. Like, it it all hinges, but I think at the end of the day, even though morale is low, this is the one time a year where you can actually rebuild that morale. You know, you have people's attention. Do something with it. Of course, we're not going to know. Until it happens, that's going to happen this weekend, Saturday night and Sunday night, starting at, I believe it's 5 p.m. is when the, the kickoff is, or is it 6? No, I think, I think it's, it's 6. Now I'm thinking it's about six it. 6 for two hours, and then 
eight to 12. Crazy. So we're in for a long one, especially because we got an NXT stand and deliver. And then the previous night we've got, if you're watching it, the ROH Supercard show and Rampage and level up. Maybe, I don't know. We're going to see if they tape something tonight, possibly. And then we've got the Hall of Fame and we've got SmackDown with those matches and everything. So there's a lot. This weekend's a lot. And then we got Monday Night Raw. So by the time that you're going to be hearing from us next is most likely going to be that Hall of Fame live watch along. I doubt that we're not going to do that and we'll do something else instead. If we do, of course, you'll find out about it when it gets posted up on here and on smartcatmoment.com. So Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't done that already. And check out smartcatmoment.com for this and everything else that's happening there. Check out everything else that's happening on fanboysanonymous.com as well. Morbius looks like it's going to be a real piece of shit, but I'm not surprised about that whatsoever. So I don't think I'm going to be writing up something or doing a podcast, but I might. Maybe Caroline and I will hop on and do some kind of just uh, running down how awful the movie was type thing or something. Maybe Rob and I will do something down the line. Maybe I'll do something like... uh, just a random article. I don't know. But if you go to fanboysanonymous.com, you can find out anything that's happening there. And if you follow me on Facebook and Twitter at Tony Mango, then that's awesome too, because then we can chat it up and you'll see anything else that I do. Rob? Yeah, and you can follow me everywhere at Dude Felice. And just support Fightful. Support Fightful Select. This is the busiest time of the year. You know, and we just appreciate everything, and I guarantee you Sean Ross Sapp will have scoops about whatever is happening before it happens. So you can find me on Twitter at Wigmeister14. Uh, check out all the stuff that's going on on the Smart Cat Moment website. Power Rankings is my week-to-week contribution, so check that out. And yeah, this actually is the final Power Rankings of the seasons, as I like to put them. So you'll find out who finished top of the Power Rankings table for the year, who got the most number one positions, all of that stuff, and then reset it for the next year ahead. WrestleMania resets. And one other thing, really the true main event of WrestleMania weekend, is the end of the Fantasy League <laughs> tournament for uh, 2021-2022, where... We're going into it fairly tight, two of us at least. And yeah, that's okay. That's a, <laughs> and, and, uh, yeah, as was the case last year, uh, WrestleMania weekend matches, which is matches on stand deliver and WrestleMania's both night one and night two, will be worth double points just to see whether Tony needs that to get over the line. <laughs> Last year, I think it was like I was uh, just falling short, and then that ended up pushing me over, right? Yeah, yeah. It was the final match, yeah. So we'll see how that goes. I'm going in with a 30-point advantage over Tony, so it really is down to the wire at this point between us two. And Rob does have Roman Reigns, so with double points, that could, if he does win both, ti- well, win both titles, that could be something that... Uh, builds up some catches up some ground with him yeah uh, two titles I, I, in the main event of the night yeah. oh that's a, yeah it's a lot to stack up <laughs> yeah so so yeah there i think it is still kind of always play for depending on what the results are so stay tuned for that i'll reveal on night two wrestlemania on our post show who has won the fantasy league for this year and then we'll see what we decide to do with it for the year going uh, for the next year and any other time going forward but make sure you check it out 
All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in for a two and a half hour edition of this. WrestleMania predictions is always the longest prediction thing of any year because it's just the longest show. But drop your comments below. Tell us your thoughts on what's happening here. What are you into? What are you not into? What's going to happen? Who's going to win? Who's going to lose? All the other kind of good stuff that goes along with that. And stay tuned to smartcatmoment.com for the coverage of all these things happening over the next few days. We hope that you enjoy it. Chat it up in the Mega Maniacs Facebook group and chat it up in our live podcast that we're going to be heading your way. Anything else that's happening, uh, we'll see you when we see everybody. But for now, this has been another Smart Out moment, and we're being counted out. Oh!